Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, Star Wars, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. This is a spoiler review, so if you have not seen the movie or you don't want to be spoiled by us talking about all the things that happened, please turn away now. We're here tonight to talk about everything that we thought happened, or not everything that we thought, everything that we saw happen in this, and we're not going to hold back on the spoilers, so I'm going to give you from the count of five, four, three, two, get the fuck out of here, one, okay, god damn it. I am here tonight. Originally, Joe Dirty Locks was supposed to be with us, but Joe could not make it. He had just too crazy of a night dealing with people slamming lightsabers up against walls when you tell them bad news. So he could not make it to the podcast this evening, but he does send a message to us that we will play later in the evening on his thoughts on this movie. And I will say this, that he is connected to a lot of what some of you thought out there, some of your comments I got in my non-spoiler recap and review. But I am not alone. We have with us the motherfucking chat, Ellie Giggle, and it's me, KIC, but also my two co-hosts for this podcast tonight. Also, we might be joined by a friend later. We'll see. But tonight we have, for my Sopranos recaps, the one and only Big Daddy Matt. How's it going tonight, Matt? Oh, it's it's going good. I'm, I've been waiting so long to talk about this movie and not spoil it for anyone. So You're right. So it's it's good to be in a place where I almost feel a little nervous just even talking about the spoilers of this movie, just because of how intense more than I think anything else that's ever happened before. And we'll, we'll touch upon that a little bit. The whole spoiler thing with this movie, it's it seems like it was at a more intense level than it's ever been before with any movie or any show ever. With don't shut up, shut up, shut up. People blocking people on social media because they talk about it. Whole bunch of shit. And for the first time in a long time, I have with me to the to my right or to my stage left. <laughs> The lovely, the marvelous Stephanie. Stephanie Z, how are you tonight, Stephanie? Fabulous. Good, good. Happy to be here. I know. it's It's been a while. It's been a while. I think the last time I had you on the podcast was talking about Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, and that was, we were, it was like four o'clock in the morning. We were both <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was a really good movie. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, KLC, Phil. Oh my God, I can't read. Anyone who watches this podcast knows I can't read. And and when Matt and I were little, with a little kids in elementary school, we uh, we wrote a little skit that we we're gonna do for the Constitution class. And because of my mispronunciation was so evident even then, the whole basis of the comedy skit was him and another friend of ours, Mark. Mark S. We'll, we'll call him, making fun of me for the mispronunciation of the word constitution, where I said constitution. And they said and the, skit was, the skit was so bad, we never actually ended up doing it. No, they, they actually they told us we couldn't do it. They said, fuck you guys, this is horrible. It's insulting. It's even back then, in the period of time when we were in school, which it was a different age, it was too oppressive to me. They were like, this is too rude to this kid. It's, we can't do this. Oh, welcome. Welcome. Oh, my gosh. And uh, KLC said, uh, you know, a guy killed his roommate because he spoiled The Force Awakens. It's it's getting that crazy. Oh, we it looks like. Oh, no, I see him joining the call. We're going to be joined by a third co-host for this podcast eventually as he comes in. And we are also in the chat room. We have our good friend Al Red Sox fan. I do want to say if you want to join us in this podcast and share your thoughts on The Force Awakens, spoilers at all. And also, I do want to stay, say that we're going to get a varying degrees of people's opinions about this movie. I think 
I've heard John's opinion, who just who was joining us, the one and only Brohawk Riley from Brohawk Riley here on YouTube, joining us here and the Couch Masters on Twitch. You're going to get elation of some of us that are going to be drinking the Kool-Aid of this movie. I think some of us are going to be talking about how awesome we love it. We love this movie. But if you have air your grievances, it's festivist for everybody here. If you want to air your grievances about this movie, you had a problem with this, don't feel like you can't do that and everyone's going to say your mother sucks cocks in hell because you hated The Force Awakens. Because, because I know a lot of people do have a lot of issues with this movie that have to be addressed. I know even Matt said, I couldn't, the only bit of information I got from Matt was, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I have some issues. I need to talk about this movie. And if we need to start out this discussion of the evening, before we go too far here, let's just play what Joe Dirty Locks said about this. This is going to be about a minute and a half of Joe Dirty Locks's thoughts, who wish he could join us today. But we have our we have Brohawk Riley filling in for uh, Joe Dirty Locks tonight. So here we go. Let's let's play Joe's thoughts about this movie. Although it was better than the last three movies, I think that's the only reason why people really like it as much as they do. They have a lot of explaining to do. What the fuck is Caillou Ren's motivation? I don't understand any of that fucking bullshit. And uh, what the fuck is with the Supreme Leader? I know the actor is Golem, but they have to make him look like a 50-foot-tall Golem with... <laughs> Not such weird eyes. I couldn't decide whether or not it was Golem or the orc from the same movie, but I thought they kind of cheaped out on that. It was really awful, actually. And then I couldn't tell whether or not it was because my spot in the theater, third, fourth row, all the way on the right, uh, IMAX 3D. So I don't know if it was the fact that the crowd, there was a, a big crowd, so there was no no room to sit or sit where I would normally sit. So everything kind of had a little blurriness to it, unless you were focused in on a specific spot because I was so close to the screen, you have to look back and forth. So I didn't really enjoy like the cinematics of it all either. So maybe that soured me a little bit on the movie. The writing was a lot better and everything else like that. But ultimately, I, I really don't think it was that great of a movie. So it was an homage to the Oh, and then the, the Katie Crow's in there too. It. Okay. Good. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. I'll make sure I play that on, on the air. Okay, so everybody, that is Joe Dirty Lock's thoughts on the movie. So so let's start off the bat here with some opening thoughts about what we saw. And if you want to talk about also anything to do with what Joe's thoughts, but we'll get into it when we get into gripes. But I think there's someone specifically that has something to say about uh, to Joe about Kylo Ren's uh, lack of motivation. Kylo, do you have anything to say? We have Kylo Ren with us right now. Kylo Ren, do you have anything to say to Joe Dirty Locks? <laughs> I have a major problem with, uh, with, with what Joe said. So Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll get into that. But welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the show, Brohawk Riley. Thank you so much for joining us. And what are some of your opening thoughts about this movie going in? What were your, what were your initial thoughts sitting in the seat after watching The Force Awakens? Please don't suck please don't suck please don't suck <laughs> pretty much pretty much that that's it but i knew that it couldn't have been worse uh than the episode uh one two and three as far as in regards to like maybe prequels or whatever but the fact that like he would have been crucified if this was horrible so uh that's that's pretty much all i would have to say about that so and i think it's probably pointless for me to have this mask on <laughs> not on 
whatsoever, but that's okay. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, you still look cool, You, which is important. <laughs> so that, oh. oh, there he is. They Look at that pretty man. Look at that pretty man. So Matt, so Matt, same question. What were your kind of initial thoughts at when seeing the movie right away? What, what were your first thoughts coming out or when you were sitting in that seat? All right, first of all, Joe said it perfectly. If this movie, if they didn't make those first three movies, we would be talking about how terrible this movie is right now. Ooh, okay. So, no, I disagree. I disagree. Wait, 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 wait. wait let him talk. Let, you'll, you'll have your chance, Jug. Now, the reason the reason why, and the thing is, I was more, I didn't see it the first night it came out. I saw it a few days later. And all the reviews from all the critics said that this thing was amazing. It's like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. I talked to these three guys at work that went on that sort of midnight. We're talking how there was nothing that disappointed them about this movie. Okay. And so I went in with this. I was like, yes, this is it. This is going to be everything I've always hoped it could be. This is going to redeem all of the mess of the first three episodes. And I sat down. It started off that way. It felt that way when you first sat down and the movie first started. Okay. I totally get that in the very beginning. And then it fell apart for the next, you know, two plus hours after that. Interesting. Interesting, Matt. I, we're going to get into rebuttals of that of that comment because I think we do have some people that disagree, obviously, John. And I think I'm in jo more in John's camp. So I just want to get Stephanie's thoughts. Stephanie, what was your thought going in when you were sitting in that seat? Well, I, I like to think of myself as a fan, but I'm not a mega fan. So I'm more on the superficial front of, of a movie lover. And I went into the movie pretty excited, and the opening credits just drew me right in, obviously. I mean, in 3D, those credits are amazing. And uh, I thought the movie just always kept going. It was just an all-around good movie, feel good. I mean, you got the points that you wanted from you know the other movies and tied it all in. So I thought it was an excellent movie. Okay, fair enough. Let's jump in the chat for one second before, before we get into talking about, I think, the big uh, elephant in the room here. So Lady Squeeze says, what I really enjoyed in this movie is it had its full... It had its flaws. I honestly felt like the plot was just a carbon copy of the four. Of four, I think I would say it also has elements of five and six in there too. Okay, my thoughts in the movie. I was going in there. I obviously had some problems with it. There were some characters I did not like. Kylo Ren was not one of the characters I did not like. I understood his motivation. I enjoyed him, even though I do not necessarily love the actor. Adam Driver, I believe is his name. I don't usually love, love the actor. I felt like maybe he could have kept his mask on a little bit throughout the movie and only taken it off at the point where he's talking to Han for the first time or maybe talking to Rey for the first time. It, I would not instead of the first time he was talking to Ray, I think it would have been so powerful if the first time he takes it off is in that scene with him and Han in the Han Solo dying scene. I, I would say this, though. I don't think the movie is without flaws. I see where you're coming from, Matt, but I also... No, you don't, because I haven't even started to talk about what the real problems okay. are. Okay, okay. I see where the initial reaction of I would only... You could say that that I could only like it because of that. But I don't feel like that is the truth. I feel like when you go out there and see such shitty action movies and such movies like, I'm sorry, people that like this movie, Man of, Man of Steel or Star Trek Into Darkness, all these pieces of shit, they don't have the charm that this movie had. Is it a perfect movie? No, the original Star Wars movies weren't perfect movies either. They were just fun. This, to me, had an element of fun and humor. And I... The, the only things I can dis that I can say that I wish I wish it was longer so they didn't it didn't have to feel like it was cut around the edges. I feel like some scenes could have gone longer. I feel like I wanted to know more about Captain Phasma. I wanted to see her and Finn's meeting on the Star Destroyer when they were talking, not just hear about it. There were certain things like that that I wish that they did more. But for the most part, I think it was a fun, good general audience type hype sci-fi action movie. I don't think it was. 
it was a film of the year, Dark Knight, whatever crap, but it was a really good Star Wars movie. And I don't get the saltiness about it that you, people like you have, Matt. Tell me, Matt. Now, what, what, explain to me a little bit more. Okay, so so that we got into the initial thoughts that we were getting it. So so we're, we'll talk about things we like, things we dislike. Matt, why don't you go first and tell things us. Things I like. I'll, I'll talk about the things I like first. Okay, let's hear some of the things you liked. This is so sick for me to say this. But you know what? I was six years old when Empire Star- when Return of the Jedi came out. I love the Ewoks then. So I'm not, you know, I, I liked that movie for some shallow reasons when I was a kid. I actually liked BB-8 a lot. There was something about the way that they could make the head move on it that made it really like endearing. And I liked him. I liked all three of the main characters, uh, the main protagonists, if you will. Uh, I just... <sighs> Sad. That's Sad. the part of it that I liked. And it was, like, like Steph said, it was fast moving. And that was one thing. It wasn't like episode two where you sat there watching that terrible dialogue between... Um, between Anakin and Padma the whole time, which was awful, mm-hmm. slow moving, and just dragged the whole thing out. It was very, very fast paced, and that part of it. Okay, I guess did you I did you find the but... did you find the movie funny? Yeah, parts of it were funny, but what, then you just keep. Okay, doing fucking, some I can't. Of the I can't even lines. do this. I'm sorry, sorry, John and Stephanie. What don't you like about the movie, Matt? I'm curious. <laughs> what don't I like about the movie? Yeah, right, yeah. First of all, the fact that they completely retread. Uh, the whole entire plot of the first movie. All right, the entire thing looks like a carbon copy of okay. that. Okay, okay. Well, how many? You're gonna really try to sell me on the fact that they built a third Death Star, but it's ten times bigger <laughs> and was ten times easier to defeat. Yep. And they dragged. They dragged I'm with you all on that one. From a sun, a sun. They sucked the energy of a sun and shoot off four okay. planets. Okay. Okay. I've been. I've been. I've been holding off John for a while. Uh, J- John. John, go for go for a while here. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I totally agree with uh, Matt saying that it is a carbon copy of four. But here's the thing. Uh, Like the great Corey Coleman explained, is it is it episode four? Yes, it is episode four, but it's not a bad thing. And the reason why is uh, like people who are 20 years old, people who are going to the movie theaters and especially even younger kids. Do you think that they're really going to take the fucking time and effort to go and watch episode four, five and six, especially four, knowing that it is 38 years ago that that movie came out? Of course, it has a special place in my heart, but in order, I think it's a great, it's not a reboot, it's not nothing, it's just their ability to take exactly what was great about episode four and then make it kind of, because it's not like Star Wars remake, it's The Force uh, Awakens, so it comes back, it's able to put original stuff inside the actual movie itself, but also kind of do a really uh, interesting retelling, but that's just going to bring more people in because there's no way that they can actually physically go back and remake the movie but they're bringing it because people that are 20 years old 25 years old are now able to understand and see and, and like han solo princess leia r2d2 c3po they're able to bring it luke skywalker a lot of these kids honestly they grew up when their kids uh when they grew up when they when they were kids they grew up with episode one two and three as their their star wars movies that go out and being able to say wow this movie actually is really good, and, and it's also great in a merchandise standpoint. But the fact that also they improved, I think that it's also great to point out that uh, Corey Coleman said not to be on his ass and stuff uh, on how great he is, but the fact that he's like, this is a big fuck you to George Lucas because <laughs> George Lucas is not a good writer. He's not a good writer in the slightest. He did come up with Blue uh, Heat. 
Blue Star or Blue Ship or whatever the hell Star Wars originally was named. But he he wrote it because he wanted to do a Flash Gordon movie, and they so would you're, not so you're him. basically saying uh, in the way that it. So what if it was episode four? It was better. He, he basically recreated it for a newer generation of a new audience. Exactly, yeah. And Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote, um, uh, I guess he wrote Empire Strikes Back. And he also, I think, co-wrote uh, Return of the Jedi. He, along with J.J. Uh, Abrams and another uh, writer, put together this movie. So they were able to flesh out and, and bring... Han Solo, the Han Solo that we know and love. This should have been a home run for both, but the fact that people are still holding on to the fact that it's it's episode four. Now I want to I want to I want to go to Stephanie here for a second. Stephanie, what do you think? What do you think? Like like what? What do you think of that about it being like episode four? Was that something you were thinking about while you were watching it? Not at all. You were. It didn't even occur to it you. It didn't even occur. I mean. Parts of it did, I guess, like the the overall story, but there's so many things that were different and new, I felt. I know there were so many plot holes that weren't there in the original okay. movie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Matt, I do hey, have to oh this is gosh. where this is where I have to argue with you, Matt, in the sense that I do think they did those things that you're talking about. I do think specifically the end, the way Poe flying into the deaths the, the see I want to call it the Death Star. Yeah, the, because the, it was the Death Star. The giant the giant Death Star. Bigger, and ten times yeah, it was almost hilarious at the end when Han is just basically like, Yeah, it's just bigger. It needs to be a spot. It has a spot that you can get at. It has the G spot inside <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Uh, look, what, but it, it, you think about it, it was harder because first they had to lower the shields. Oh, John, John, we can defend a lot of things. We can defend a lot of things about this movie. We can't defend that the end was any different than the end. But no, this no, is my, no, no, the, it was exactly like that. The main that argument cool. people have is they go to say, well, Return of the Jedi had the same ending too. And I guess that's the one thing that we have, the big, the big giant elephant in the room here is that is Star Wars... What is Star Wars? Is is Star Wars ever going to be that to you, Matt? Could this movie have done actually anything? Cause, yes. Because I yes, watched because the the first three movies, as flawed as they were, okay, episodes one, two, and three, in some ways did flesh out the story, made the whole universe much more richer, and filled in all of these other holes. This movie presented a whole bunch of giant holes that make no, no sense. No, it presented a lot of questions. A lot of questions that are going to get spelled out through this new trilogy. Plot hole. What do you consider? What do you consider a plot hole? I'm curious. What I consider a plot hole. Okay. Exactly. How did 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 Han Solo happen to just stumble upon the Millennium let's, Falcon? Let's take let's take one. When let's it, take one at a time. Been out in space for like two seconds. Let's okay? take like let's that. take one at a time. He had some sort of beacon thing that he was tracking in and looking for the Falcon all over the place. So we finally found it. Is it that's a coincidence? That's not a plot hole. And it happened to have been on Jakku, right? That's where it happened to have been stationed. <laughs> maybe maybe because he knew that his daughter was on Jakku. Then if he knew his daughter was on Jakku, why did they let her almost die down there? She should have died. She's force she sensitive. She has powers. If they knew she was there. If they knew Wait, she John, was you're next. I see you. How do they let her go in? How do they let those them come in and, and, and almost kill her? Okay. okay. Brohawk Riley, you go. I feel like I feel like Larry King here. Brohawk Riley, you. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the thing. This is my theory. That um what happens, whatever, between um Ben um Ben Solo, whatever, however he wants to go by. Kylo Ren, since he's now Kylo Ren, he did the unthinkable. Um, when that happened and they wiped out all the other, uh, the rest of the Jedis itself, so it was him and, and Luke uh, disappeared. I have a really uh, 
major uh whatever let's just say luke was able to okay you're gonna forget this you, this this never happened and make you, you think uh, luke, you think luke flashy up. thinged him from the yeah, men in black flashy thinged him so um flashy thinged who flashy thinged uh, han solo so you so you're saying john that that han that she is oh, so so let's get this we want to do this section we'll label this big things here okay so let's talk about ray's parentage right here do so you you think you're spelling out the 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 point that possibly she is solo han solo and leia's kid and that luke force wiped them they force wiped force wiped them so or did something where they don't remember that that's her daughter and they would have uh and the fact that for the sheer fact of protecting her and protecting them and the fact that when she was taken away apparently she was being brought by somebody else and he was probably paid off to say, you know, what, th- make sure that she's, she's. I think, I think, I think, I hear what you're saying, John, and I, and I like, I like that, but I think that's a little too complicated. To me, yeah. the, ideally, what I want, just to get it out there, I want Raid. I know a lot of people think she's Luke's kid too. There's also the funny conspiracy theory that I have to bring out there from Kaylana that she's trying to present. I just want to put out there that she's actually a love child between Luke and Leia, and that's why they had to hide her away, that they had some uh, twin cest from all the Game of Thrones fans, considering all the Game of Thrones characters, the actors that are in, in, the, uh, in this particular movie. It's, I, I want her to be a nobody. Not actual, just another one of the students at the Jedi, the only one that Luke was able to get out of there before Kylo Ren killed the rest of them, and and just to be a force awakened, like just to start a new lineage of a new generation. I know it's going to end up being either Luke or Han's kid, just because that's how Star Wars is. It all has to fit together. But I really want her to just be. I so know, your theory is that he then left her on an island to live as essentially a pauper and a desert, died by a, herself while well, he left her. it really isn't an island unless it's in your mind. <laughs> Let's no, but instead of him taking her away to his island and training her, he leaves her there to essentially die. And live he was gri- he was grieving because he was dealing with a lot of shit. At, you're talking oh. about Luke, right? Dealing with a lot of shit of, of the whole Jedi Empire. Everything was based around what he was trying to build, and he really probably risked a lot on Kylo Ren or on uh, on uh, Ben Solo there, and it it really hurt him. Luke's a sensitive guy. And this is what I'll say about New Hope. Like, as much as I like New Hope and I love New Hope, it's a great movie, Luke is a little douchebag in that movie. I like... Oh, he's such a little bitch in those movies. I like... First one. I like Rey a hell of a lot better in this movie than I liked Luke in A New Hope. <laughs> I was all Han Solo and Leia in that first movie. And yeah. I, I was like, fuck Luke. This guy's a little bitch. Fuck him. And also, she remembers things that she doesn't remember learning. Like the fact that she knows how to drive the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. But she never got you. So how'd you do that? I don't know. It just came to me. I think the key to no wondering what Ray's lineage is is the in her flashback dream, the one where we hear the voice of Yoda. We also hear the voice of both uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's both. Uh, that officially confirmed. That is officially confirmed that they use. Yeah, it's funny. Al Red Sox fan says Luke is a deadbeat dad. LOL. In chat room. <laughs> oh, and someone in the chat room wants to know if you're Elvis Costello. Yes, in fact, we have Elvis Costello. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. What? And Machine says whiny bitch is definitely a Skywalker trait. <laughs> yeah. So that would have meant that Ben Solo could be his son. Exactly. Bitch. I love the fact that he was so damaged and messed up and, and such a, a non 
self-controlled. They just re- I saw traits of myself inside Kylo Ren just when he just had that freak out and just starts destroying that console with his lightsaber. It's like, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Bill I like said that you said the funniest thing about that. Like, yeah, it's just I, like... there, there was so many moments in that and that especially in that scene where he was beating the shit out of uh, that, that it was so space balls that I could that I could just sit. I think we left the movie theater and I turned to you, Steph, and I go that when he was beating the shit out of the console, I can just imagine that being Rick, Rick Moran. It's like his first scene. The first trailer that we see of the new Spaceballs movie is Rick, Rick Moran's just beating the shit out of his console like that. So. So ultimately, let's get to talk about the biggest thing that happened in the movie and what people generally think about that. What did you, Stephanie, from Philadelphia, what did you think of the death of Han Solo? I think we all we all Wait, saw Han that Solo coming. dies. Yeah, dude. Sorry, oh, this spoiler. Is, someone just wandered into the non-spoiler. <laughs> Shit, dude. Uh, just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. He's <laughs> really not gonna be dead. So uh, going to come back. Dragon wants to know, so would Arya Stark be a Jedi or a Sith? I think Arya would probably, if people play Knights of the Old Republic, would probably be a gray Jedi. Would probably go down right down the middle. Which ultimately Luke, I think, is somewhat of a gray Jedi as well. He's, I mean, he's the Baskin of the light side. But he, he did train very late in his life. It's kind of high. And he's a, he a Skywalker. <laughs> he is a Skywalker. Uh, Al Redzik says, John is Kylo, but I still like John. <laughs> oh, and poor Jose uh, Dino. He uh, he wandered into the wrong live show. Yes. <laughs> did that say? Did that say non-spoiler? I thought that said spoiler. Shit. So Stephanie, what did you think? What did you think of it? Was it? Did you see it coming in the scene? I did see it coming. I, there was a moment where I thought maybe he's gonna come to the light. Yes, me too. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Not me. Fuck that shit. Did every? Did anyone get that spoiled to them before they saw the movie? I almost did. I didn't know. I'm somebody posted on a message board on Facebook. Uh, it's it's kind of like the 4chan version on Facebook, but uh, they posted pictures of Han with the sword and freaking out and stuff. And they were like, "It's just a prank, bro." And I'm like, I didn't get what that was until I actually saw the movie. I'm like, "Oh my god!" And you know what the weird thing is? They posted that a month before uh, the movie came out. Yeah. And I'm like, "How did you get that?" I'm like that frightened me. That probably, if anybody got the actual, if I don't know, I think it was ruined. I think right. a couple of people, as Stephanie was saying this as we're coming out of the movie, I believe that she also knew that uh, Harrison Ford. I think because Harrison Ford died in this movie is why you got the awesome performance out of Harrison Ford. Matt, since you hate everything in the world, did you at least like Han Solo in this movie? What did you think of the death of Han Solo? Oh. Listen, Han Solo is a pimp. That's not how he's going out. All right, he's not going out caressing his son's face. Okay, uh, sure, I'll help you. That's not how he's going out. He's getting like he's going out catching some weird disease to some like some hooker with three. He's not heads Captain there. Kirk, dude. Captain Kirk. He's not Captain Kirk. He's not Captain he Kirk, dude. Die. He wanted to die in Return of the Jedi. Right. Oh, okay, I hear you, Matt. That I when we were watching it, Stephanie and I watched it again on a uh, on a home version of of this force awakens and watching that scene again it's really stupid of him and it's 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 one of those things that's kind of i hate to say it's really obviously set up in the movie where leia's like you have to bring our son back you have to bring our son back so you killed han solo you bitch i'm blaming leia fuck he knew he knew kylo ren couldn't be turned back you you can blame luke for that even if you want to because he's the reason that he went bad Jose says, ah, Matt, stop hating. No, Matt hasn't even begun to hate. No. 
I haven't even begun. I do want to also point out that if anyone wants to join in the conversation, share their thoughts, whether we answer the phone right away, we do have a hotline and you can leave a message, or if we if I see it ringing while we're talking, I will tap you on in. That phone number is 781-990-8509. You can see it. Was that like, was that like come? Oh, my Who's God. Wow, here it is. Oh. oh, oh, the one and only. Who is it? Could this be? Joe Dirty Locks, welcome to the show, Joe Dirty Locks. How are you? Can you hear me, Joe? Joe, are you there? Are you sure it's Joe? I think it was. I he, of he he uh, he hung up, but it was Joe. It was. I can confirm. Witness. Yeah, Joe is Joe is calling it. Let's see if it. Let's see if he calls back. He wants to jump on. He wants to hug you, Matt. He wants. I know, to... Joe. I wish you were here right now. Let me. I'll, I'll invite. Friggin' Joe. Call, if you're listening, Joe, call back, motherfucker. Okay, so, so Matt, did you did you at least like Han Solo in this movie? Matt. Kind of, sure. I, I mean, it's weird because it's hard to envision Han Solo as an old man, which is what he is. And then when I saw Leia, oh my God, she looked like that's too much Botox. Like it was weird. It's like I don't know. I don't know what sure he was. What I pictured like seventy year old. No, that's coke. That's cocaine. That's too much cocaine on on Carrie Fisher's part. That's not Leia's fault. Exactly don't exactly. don't blame Leia for the shit that Carrie Fisher did to her body, dude. Because you look at you look at the uh, first movie and all the black and white photos from the seventies when she looked so beautiful, and you're like, ah, oh, you can blame Empire for that. Because I heard she was all coked up during the entire filming of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She had to say thin somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. fit into that weird, creepy, metallic, like uh, slave bikini for Jabba the Hutt. So. <laughs> oh my. Speaking of speaking of Jabba the Hutt, let's see if let's see if we can oh. get. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's funny because it's true. Oh, I'm kidding. So we're calling Joe. Let's see if Joe comes back on the line here. Okay. So let's let's turn the volume down on there. Okay. So, so Matt, so you, you seem to, no, hate- let me, let me get to another huge loop, like please. hole in the plot for a second. Yep. Please do. Do you think that Han Solo knew who she was when he picked her up? Do I, did he knew who Ray was? A couple of points that I want, I want to bring. Hey Joe, welcome back. How's it going, buddy? At the tone, please record oh, no. your mess. When you finish <laughs> oh. thing, you may hang up. He does that ass. So let's leave, let's leave, let's leave, wait, wait. Joe, go fuck yourself. Everyone laugh, Joe. <laughs> no, we love you, Joe. No, I need you here. Yeah, Matt needs you. So let's go. Let's go off that. Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, let's jump in the chat for one second. Johnny says Kylo Ren is based off of uh, Jason Solo from the from the uh, from the book series. Leia is enslaved. Bikini bikini is not a gilf anymore. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, says Jimmy. Yes, it does. Whoa, did Joe have a sex change? Someone wants to know. No, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay, so we'll keep that keep that open. So, Matt, get to your other plot hole, please. Okay, when he shows up, what's that woman's name? The weird one, uh, Ma- Maz Kanata. Okay, Ma- yeah. So, if he knows who Ray is, which I don't believe that he does when he picks her up, then it's just one hundred percent complete coincidence that he no, decides I think to go he does. there at the one place where the fucking lightsaber is waiting for her to talk to her? He, he said he wants to go to her because she was going to help him help uh, Finn get the BB-8 droid to Leia because she's yeah. sort of a sm- in whole in between. fucking universe. That's the one place the lightsaber happens to be. And how right? does she get the lightsaber is another question altogether. The, the yeah, lightsaber from... set up and stupid. From Cloud City. The, the, in defense of that Han actually knew her... 
they cut away in the scene where she, where Maz Kanata asks Han Solo, what about this girl? And his reaction, it cuts away before Han gives his, gives the descriptions just to keep it vague. And again, I, I, I question what you think is the difference or the difference between a plot hole and a, and just something that might get explained later, Matt. Because if they knew that she was on the planet to begin with, why did they leave her there to potentially die? If they actually why did know they leave Luke? On, why did they leave Luke on Tatooine? Because they left him with his freaking loser uncle and aunts that couldn't do shit. That that, that they left him with Obi Wan Kenobi. And they left. And they left, Ray, and they left. And they left Ray. And they left. Wait a second, there. Matt. They left Ray with Blood Raven, the dude at the beginning that Kylo Ren killed. He was there watching her. He was he was sent. He knew he knew Kylo Ren. He said, "I know your old family." So if we're to imagine that Ray is connected to the same family, is, has some lineage, him? the old man at the very beginning when Kylo Ren kills him, Ben's von Sindel. Yeah, he said he knows. I knew you when your name wasn't Kylo Ren. I, you can't hide from your real family. So he knew Kylo Ren when he was still a solo. So he so it's conceivable that he knew Ray and that Luke left that guy with to watch over Ray the same way Obi Wan saw the movie again today just to look out for shit like this. But then I was so angry <laughs> about seeing it the first time that I wasn't going to give another twelve or thirteen dollars to this just money making douchebaggery that's been going send me on. a private money. message after the show. I'll. Uh, I can say, hey, leave the mouse alone. Leave, leave Mickey alone. A good idea, or what, what's a good um, a theory? The fact that um, he, here's the thing: uh, Luke probably brought um, Ray and uh, Ben to uh, Jakku to train, and then that's when the slaughter happened. And the fact that when Luke disappeared, he could have just told Ben, uh, he could have told Han and Leia that their daughter died on Jakku in the slaughter and that their son is the one that got away. So that's probably how they don't eat. They, it's her, but they don't probably recognize her because she, they thought that she died. Mm, it, it's, it's, it, I see what you're saying. Uh, good point, John. I see what you're saying, Matt, about it, about you thinking it's a plot hole, but I think you're mistaking plot hole with stuff that's going to get explained later with with her lineage and why she's there and how it all makes sense. And I think little things that you could pick up like that, I feel like that's where I say one criticism that I agree with the movie that some people have said, it's screaming for a director's cut. It's screaming for, they said the original cut of it was something like two hours and 25 minutes or two hours and 40 minutes. There's a lot of scenes cut and a lot of uh, the pacing to keep it as a fast-paced movie of today, to keep people's attention span. They cut it a certain way. But there's, I think there's a lot of good stuff intrinsic in the I, acting I and the performance. I don't think they need to cut it that fast, though. The, some of the best scenes in the first movie... I agree with you, Matt. That you, are just the begin, are, are Obi-Wan and Luke when he's first figuring out who he is and he's hearing the stories about his father. And it's the slowest part of the movie. And Matt, Can I interject one thing? Yes, just of course, Matt. Toward Matt. You're talking about all the plot holes, but you don't even bring up the fact that they leave out how um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. The pilot. Uh, oh, uh, Poe. Poe. Po, they never po. showed Poe escaping and how he escaped from Jack. Right. So, what did you think? Of, let's get into some of we talked about favorite and least favorite things. Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm on you now. What did you think of Kylo Ren? I agree with you. I think he should have left the mask on. Think he left the mask on a little left bit more? Left the mask on longer. It could have been a more dramatic reveal 
that he pulls it off when he's about to kill his father. Yeah. I, I, see, I we talked about that a lot. Because, like, Vader if, didn't take his mask off, so why are you taking it off just for some Vader girl? needed the mask pushing? to breathe. That's the difference. He did. This, this kid well. needed... I, I do... <laughs> I have to say, this. it seems like... It seems like people are on either side of it. So I'll, I'll talk about what I think of Kylo Ren. I love the fact that what I like about this movie and what where I disagree with a lot of people that say it's a carbon copy of the other movies. I think it hits all the same points because of kind of what John was saying, that it needs to hit those points for another generation. I think the slight new things that they're introducing, I really like. I really like the concept of a stormtrooper. We haven't even mentioned Finn. I really love the character of Finn. And I like the... I like the where they're coming from, from his perspective of being a stormtrooper that's freaked out by it all and kind of just has an awakening and realizes he can't do this shit. I can't do this shit anymore. And just in following him, I hope they don't force force powers on him and they keep him as sort of a Han Solo in this universe as just a normal guy that's struggling. That's in in all this. I really you just call Han Solo a normal guy. He is a normal guy, and that's, that's, that's he's and up. Han Solo is also just to do full full circle. Han Solo is also a former stormtrooper. How how him and Chewbacca have their life debt with each other is Han Solo was a stormtrooper that was issued orders to kill a squadron of Wookies or a bunch of Wookies, and he said fuck this, and he set them free, and and Chewbacca became his life mate from that point on to play the pay the life debt. And that doesn't even make sense. Is that is that part of some weird demented? That's close universe? to it. Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's some weird demented universe of fucking Star no, Wars. That the, the stu- no, the people that killed the Wookies were clones. It wasn't freaking Han. Solo. No, Han Solo was a was a Star Wars. Wasn't a clone. Don't tell me it was a clone. <laughs> no, he wasn't a clone. He wasn't Jango fucking fat. Uh, but I love how they talk about the clones in this movie. He's canon. <laughs> he was ca- it's canon. It's canon, motherfucker. Yeah. Let's jump in the chat for one second. Uh, KLC says, the fact that Finn drunk that nasty water at the beginning bothered me. Every time he was talking to someone, I thought, doesn't his breath stink like hell? Get away from him. And Al Red Sox, Vader looked like a potato head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness me. Okay, so so I we'll come to John next. Uh, John, I think you and I share a similar opinion on Kylo Ren. Well, just what I want to say about Kylo Ren is I really like how he wasn't I, I like at the beginning when they show how badass he is when he's walking in, but very quickly when they get into that Rick Moranis stuff, the funny stuff of him beating the shit out of his <laughs> his uh, his console and just freaking out about everything. It I like that we don't have the same old Star Trek villain. I I like that he is a little bit multi-layered, that he is a little douchey in that Anakin way. He is what Anakin should have been. Like when he when he's playing the whiny bitchness, he does the shit that Hayden Christensen can't pull off as an actor that could have made Anakin kind of not cool, but more believable as a little whiny bitch. And and I I kind of like that about Kylo Ren because he's not the cookie cutter Sith that we got in some of the prequels as much as people want to say, oh, Darth Maul's more badass. And and that seems to be a big discussion that's out that I've seen out there. I I'm team kylo ren here i think kylo ren's a better villain than anything we got in the prequel movies absolutely so and the j- fact that um that's funny I, I drew up a venn diagram where it showed two different things that showed darth vader and it showed kylo ren because even though darth vader darth vader is cool he's a bad he's a he's an awesome villain but the fact that he is so stereotypical with your your okay he's he's just a badass He's got tons you're, of power. You're speaking some blasphemy in here, but th- this is what I'll say, John, to agree with you there. Darth Vader, to me, lost a little bit of steam with the... Uh, no! Yeah, no! 
but but you got to remember episode three is canon so uh <laughs> right, right. It, it happened it did happen no, you, i think that the, the fact that you hating you christian like, if, if anybody if any one of us nowadays you know like say for instance if i became a sith lord and somebody gave me the power and i went to the dark side do you think i would be able to hold my cool in or be so awesome especially earlier on in my sith lord he's not even a sith you lord. just you just said so, it perfect john that he is being trained by god knows who teaching him god knows what and he hasn't even completed his training yet he's still he's still at that original level what i what i want to know is is he obviously he had help with the rest of the Knights of Ren killing the rest of the Jedi's because that little bitch who couldn't even beat kill Finn real quick with a lightsaber. I couldn't imagine him killing a bunch of little younglings, even the way Anakin could. So, Matt, what did you think about Kylo Ren? Oh, he was fine. He was the least of the problems I had with the movie. So. Really? Oh, so, so you, you, you did not mind his, his performance and his whole villainy sort of thing? No, it's fine. And uh, let's jump in the chat for a second. Machine goes, is he better than Count Dooku? I like everyone. Everyone is better than Count Dooku. <laughs> yes. A hundred times yes. Everybody <laughs> is. The most useless of the, the Star Wars villains. I can't even tell you how, how useless he is. So let's get into a couple of the new characters here and talk about what people think about them. What Or just basically, I guess, who are your favorite characters? John, who are your favorite characters in this movie? um i would have god it's it's so hard because there's so many awesome characters like there's so many awesome characters they're so dynamic but i would have to say if i had to rate them of my top three i would probably have to say of course you you have ray being at the top because she's just so awesome but it i'm glad you brought up i'm glad you brought up ray sorry to cut you off here john but i feel like uh, feel like i we should explore each one so we'll 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 start with ray here do you think there's obvious controversy about the ray thing and what certain screenwriters have come out there say say about ray that she's too mary sue if people don't know what that like the perfect character that ultimately gets the powers and can stop the universe you know that super too predictable of her story arc of being so omni so powerful so quick so perfect i personally loved ray she charmed the hell out of me i said this before i liked her better than luke in the original movie i had absolutely no problems with ray i think maybe matt did so matt what no, we, i didn't i no think she was one of the best characters in the in, in the best, movie in, in any of the movies any of the movies oh you so you're all aboard the ray train yeah no as far as a character i think it, it was incredible she's great i love that she she is She's like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker mixed in. Yes, She's yes, nailed it, nailed Perfect. it. That's like the best. Because uh, uh, when I was thinking about, it, I actually thought about that because you're able to see her being able to pilot the Millennium Falcon, but also be like end up being the Jedi. Because I honestly thought that Finn was going to end up being uh, the new Jedi or yeah. whatever. Especially when that it it surprised me when she had that. I just thought that they were going to be like, oh no, it's never going to end up that way. Mm. But. Um, it, 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 and also, uh, I, I kind of had to laugh because how people are just unhappy with the Mary Sue thing. It's like, you guys are not happy with anything we do. Yeah, you're going to complain right. about everything. Welcome to the internet because if you make her um, the Princess Slave Leia thing, uh, <sighs> feminists are going to get angry. You and know, you John, I really wish we had – oh, we do. So what do you think about uh, – what do you think about Ray as a character? What would you I, I like Ray as a character. Like, I loved the dynamic between Finn and Ray throughout the movie. Oh, it was great really chemistry. Funny. Yeah. And it Such. was funny. Like the, the whole movie had like so many funny moments. They really pulled off the comedy in it. 
Lady Squeeze says, Ray is Mary Sue. Bullshit. Al Red Sox fan. I agree with Matt. Great point. Matt loves to hear that. That's the fa- that's Matt's favorite thing in the world to hear. And Lady also says, I enjoy how Kylo continued to punch himself in the wound to bust up his adrenaline and such. Probably my favorite thing about the character, even though it's not so much so far. And uh, Brooke Arnold says, I liked Poe too. He was my favorite. So I guess that's a good point to convert this over to I'll talk about one of my favorite characters was Poe. I, I thought he was really awesome. I didn't like how he came back at the end. The obvious, is he dead? Oh, no, he's alive at the end. Whoa. Hey, it reminded me of Hudson Hawk, where at the end when, spoiler alert of Hudson Hawk, when Hudson Hawk's buddy there, the one he's singing Swing of a Star at the end, blew up in a bomb, and they go, fucking airbags, can you believe it? And, and you're, you survived? Oh, you survived. They hug in the slow motion. And uh, it's, it's so- I don't think I ever would have thought I would hear somebody say, spoiler <laughs> alert, about Hudson Hawk. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> oh I'm putting myself on timeout after that for a while. And so so ultimately he he was really awesome. I actually really look forward to seeing him in uh in as in Age of Apocalypse. He'll I believe he's the same actor playing Apocalypse in that movie. But I thought he he was a really fun way to start the movie out. And he really takes the place of Luke's. I've heard a couple people say this, and it's true. He's Strictly pilot Luke, and he's the, and he has a little bit of Han Solo in him too because he's yeah, a wife. He definitely does. It's like, it's like if Han Solo was was like a good guy his whole life and followed the rules, you know, <laughs> like still a badass, but like was never a smuggler. He would never shoot Greedo first. Playing you know, Apocalypse, I believe so. I believe he's playing a pop Apocalypse. You know, I ooh, really interesting. Someone, someone can fact check me of that in the chat. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the actor playing Apocalypse. And I also have to say one thing I really did like about the movie is I really liked the stormtroopers. I said this in my non-spoiler cast. Yep. I, th- I thought he they is. did a good job making the stormtroopers in this movie actually feel like a threat again, or just fe- they were doing some evil shit. Like when they, at the beginning when they assassinate the whole village, excuse me, and when they're hiling and shit to to. General ass fuck. Well, I'll get to him when I get to <laughs> characters I didn't like in the movie. So, so, uh, so, so, yeah. Okay. So, ultimately, what did you think about Poe, Matt? Did, so, you enjoyed him as a character as well. Yeah, I think he was the least. We got to know the least about him of any of the new characters. So it wasn't. Uh, it was kind of one dimensional in that sense. But no, I definitely liked him. Yeah, and a lot of um, people. Well, what were you saying, Matt? No, nothing. It was nothing of any importance. Nothing of it. Nothing of any importance. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. Did you know that uh, Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper? Yes, he was the one. All right, let's talk about a huge plot hole in this movie that Daniel Craig was a huge part of. Okay, real quick. Yeah, no, because we're talking about Ray. So let's. He knows. He knows that Ray has the force at this point. Okay, Kylo Ren does. He he's already he already says to her like, I feel it too. We know this is happening, and I know you have the power of the force, but I'm gonna leave you here. You're the most important. they left that whole thing at that woman's what's her name? Ma, Maz Max. Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. They left her whole place because they said, We have what we need, which is the girl. And they go back there. He finds out she has the force. So she's the most important prisoner in the entire universe and <laughs> uh a galaxy. Sorry. I'm just gonna leave her here with a single stormtrooper who happened to be Daniel Craig. He was James Bond. Uh, no, right. I, <laughs> I guess you're right. He did he did leave her with James <laughs> he Bond. He left her so. with James Bond. And okay, fair enough, Matt. I, I accept that that's that I if anything, I, play, I feel like I'm playing defender here, but I would say that Kylo Ren in that moment, he's weak-minded. He's 
he doesn't he's still in, he's still immature he's still inexperienced in everything he's never dealt with anything like this before he doesn't really think about it he and he knows who ray is that's the thing he definitely knows who she is he has a feeling i, I don't know if he knows exactly who she is but i think he knows that he's felt whatever he gets off of her before he's well, when he when he gets her from when they take her and they say don't worry about the droid we have what we need he must know at that point at least that she's and maybe I, a skywalker of some sort you know, I don't know. He knew that she had seen the map. Yeah. That's what he read from That's what he read. He knew she had seen the map, and so he, so he thought— Oh, that's right. So she could—that's right. Okay. He could extract the information. But the thing is also, here, here's the thing. If you have all this power, and you're a dark Jedi, and you just grab somebody that you know has the information, and then you try to get it from them, and all of a sudden they just—they read you, and then they read your mind, and you freak out, and you go to get help— probably done probably not really thinking clearly and you'll be like crap i gotta i gotta do something what am i gonna do it's almost like leaving the uh the toaster uh, or like the oven on accidentally and going to work or something and accidentally burn down your house or something it's like uh, i'm sorry john you have a really good point in there that it's something again it's the reasons why i think the people that really like kylo ren like kylo ren because he's a i think he's a well-rounded character he makes mistakes and he made a mistake in that situation i think matt i think that was one i don't think again we're, we're plugging up your plot holes aren't we matt's like fuck you not guys. really when you put them all together the whole it's a bunch of coincidences that lead to this you're nonsense. describing star wars you're describing star wars okay so it's just a bunch like, of consequences like like Luke, you mean wandering into this exact bar that Han Solo happens to be in right in that fucking moment? Yeah, but that wasn't fate. That happened to them. They were two characters that met each other. That wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. It would have been completely different if they hired a different if they hired a different commander in there. That wasn't like if this didn't happen that the whole movie wouldn't have worked out. Like that was fine when it happened. It weren't coincidences. Like and that. I and I feel and I feel like in this movie it's the same thing. I like how Ray and Finn yeah. meet each other in that situation. He runs the right, help. And how they happen to land at the same place with the one fucking the one and the the one <laughs> lightsaber in the entire fucking galaxy is at the one place that it's Han not Solo the says, only lightsaber hey, might be able it, to get a fucking it's support. not the only light it's not the only lightsaber in the right, entire luke has one on like attached to him too you're right kylo ren has his own and that's the the, red, i'm talking about the blue and the green one, no you're the talking about the one. you're talking about the one that darth vader chopped off luke's hand in cloud city that the i want to know how the fuck she got that because that's a really got to be a really interesting story how she got how she got Luke's chopped off hand from Cloud City's. See, lightsaber. I originally thought that it was going to be actually discovered by either um, Finn or by uh, what's her name or by Ray uh, it, it, when she was digging around in the very beginning inside of the uh, the the the, 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 the whatever the hell it's called the battle cruiser was down. I thought she was going to find it inside of there. Hmm. And I really like that. Just you talked about that for a second. I really did enjoy the beginning of this movie, uh, where she, when we first are introduced to her, and it's just this whole big long section with not much uh, dialogue, just a score of music with her watching her interact with her surroundings. I can't say enough things. I think we can all agree on that. The four of us can agree here that I think we all were charmed the fuck out of out of Ray. Oh yeah. She, she just, the way she does her little smile when Han Solo is talking to her. I was thinking about giving you a job. And also, we talked about him already. I think also the other excellent, un, undisputable, excellent part of this movie is Han Solo. Uh, we talked about his death, but Harrison Ford really put all of his heart into this role. I, I'm one of the few people that as much as I don't like the movie Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I don't think Harrison Ford's the problem in it. 
So I think Harrison Ford can still have some magic for me, but this was really Harrison Ford at his best. I know maybe for you were saying, Matt, it was a little difficult to see Harrison Ford or see Han Solo old, that he should be dying. He's like, oh, I'll talk my way out of it. Han Solo doesn't talk his way out of stuff. He shoots oh, his way out of stuff. And what did he ultimately do in that situation? He set, he set it up for... He's, that was all ultimate. I don't want to nitpick with that about how the fact that fucking Finn gets they eat all the other people, but Finn gets dragged away long enough so that they can save his life. Just but that's Star Wars bullshit that goes on in every movie. Now, so. now, John, do you know that I, I, I'm going to try to find the name? I have it somewhere deep within my deep within my notes that the peop, that the characters that Han Solo interacts with in that moment. Yeah, yeah it's the raid. It's the raid. The raid one and two. Uh, the Asian. The Asian gang that shows up, uh, uh, that he double-crossed, I guess, yeah, they're from a, a martial arts movie franchise or martial arts movie uh, from Malaysia called The Raid. I can't remember the actors' names. I can probably pull them up right now. But, uh, yeah, they were – I just don't know who the Scottish, the first uh, first group. Yeah, they, I'm not sure. I, I want to say they were all people from that from that movie. I thought I read that on some on some notes somewhere, some someplace. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, maybe um, I'm not sure I can actually probably look up while you guys are talking yeah. no. but I can find out their names but I do know that the Raid and the Raid 2 are purely just an Asian cast uh, Asian cast members I just <clears throat> it's funny uh, bringing up other people that are in other movies I love the fact that I totally forgot that John Boyega is from the UK because I remember his first big movie was Attack the Block mm -hmm. With um, Simon Frost or something, or speaking Nick of Frost. speaking of Simon, Simon Pegg is also another cameo in this movie in the scene on Jakku with Ray, the 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 merchant mm -hmm. with the with the with uh, that's trading the money and stuff. He's a cello uh, coming over from Star Trek. Arr, no, I'm kidding. I don't care. Go. How about that Star Trek trailer? Yeah, huh? no, fuck you, dude. Go, go eat an ass. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that shit. Okay, so ultimately, let's get into two other characters that are probably on the fence for people. I also personally, I don't, we don't have to talk too much about it, but I'm curious because what you thought of, did you enjoy BB-8, Matt? Did you have any problem with the droid? I was uncomfortable with how much I liked BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he sees uh, R2-D2 awaken. Like, their interaction was great. Yeah. They could anthropomorphize him because of what they can make his head do. He looked so much more alive and human than C-3PO ever did, even though he looks like a fucking human. So. Look at my arm! Look at my red arm! No one's going to recognize me! <laughs> yeah, plot hole, that whole R2-D2 bullshit. What the fuck was that? Chekhov, Chekhov's R2-D2. <laughs> he's, just, he's just sitting there, oh, wait, wait, R2-D2's going to get it. Uh, you meet him. R2-D2 has been asleep <laughs> since Master Luke has And then he'll magically wake up. With, it's just... It was M M M D four ten says the R two D thing what D two thing was bullshit. That's, that's that's Mike, I think. Oh hey, welcome, dude. Welcome, Mike. I my, I'm, I could be totally wrong, but I think it is. Welcome, Mike. The lights. So I agree that the R two D two thing was kind of. It was just a perfect setup of the. I would say for me, if we're just. Yeah, that's definitely the PD. If so. we're just cutting this all up, welcome PD. Good to see you, my friend. Or not, good to see your text, my friend. It, if we are cutting the movie in pieces, to me, the beginning of the movie is the best part. And I like the middle section. The end is when we get into bullshitty. I do think the Han Solo death, to talk a little bit more about that, is just, you, you just don't believe that Han Solo would be that stupid to walk out there in the middle of there and go through all of 
do all not of that. Not to mention, they know that their son has killed millions of people at this point. They know he is a terrible human being. He slaughtered children. He killed all the Padawans that were that were training. It's, he goes and just like murders people on else. Bring our son home. It's please. no dumber than Pat serious? than uh, pa Natalie Portman actually yeah, loving Anakin after I killed them all, Padme. I killed them all. The children too. Oh, right, yeah. and that movie sucked, and we all agree on that. It's another middle finger up to George Lucas is showing J.J. Abrams. I think that J.J. Abrams uh, or George Lucas pretty much pissed off J.J. Uh, at somewhere. That so. was almost like the uh, the Anakin uh, slaughter and the fact that he was able to portray that kind of like, you know, in a better light. He's like, oh, he, he eliminated them all and stuff. Blah, and I blah. also have to say that the interactions between the humans and the droids felt more fun in this than it did in the prequel movies. It felt more connected back to what we saw in the original movies. The the thumbs up, someone said it in the chat, made me think about it. It's the thumbs up by BB-8. A little lighter. Yeah, the little lighter. Oh my God, I would not, I could not stop laughing That's at so that. That's so cute. I laughed at it again when I saw it for the second time. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Hey, don't talk shit about R2-D2. I don't want to talk shit. I just feel like I feel like it was such a setup for the obvious R2-D2 has the other half of the map. Right when BB-8 walks over and talks to R2-D2, it goes, oh, R oh, I'm sorry, BB-8. R2-D2 does not have the information you need. Of course R2-D2 has the fucking information we need. It's always R2-D2. He always has the information. This is a sidebar. Uh, Iko Oweas and Yayan Ruhian were the two guys from the raid. But uh, continue. I just want uh, to... No, no, thank you, John. Uh, lady says, love Leia and Han meeting up and then the ever romantic interruption of C-3PO. Okay, we're, we're talking around it a little bit. What did you... Th we talked about Han... Oh, my goodness. Also, I want to point out another cameo was if people watch Scream Queens, Chanel number two or whatever it is, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher's real life daughter was in a few shots of this movie. And she's also an actress that is on Scream Queens. I don't have her name in front of me, but she funny enough. She's the one that wears earmuffs that kind of look like Leia's buns. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. And she always talks about she, in, on, the sh on the show Scream Queens. Her father's. Uh, Charles, Charles Manson, Manson. <laughs> and uh, she's, she plays really crazy really well so uh, props to her to get against Star Wars what did what did people think of Leia's situation what do we think of Leia not being force sensitive right now Leia never trained in the force arts that was one of the, at the end what was that he was force sensitive at the end remember when Han died and she freaked oh, okay out. yeah mm -hmm. she did she was force sensitive at the end I guess she doesn't and I guess I guess she is slightly force sensitive, and that's probably why Han also why why they focus on the fact that she can feel light inside her son with some sort of force connection. Okay, Carrie Fisher. What do we all think of Carrie Fisher, John? Uh, it was nice to see her. She looked a whole lot better than I thought she was going to look like, but that was only because of the whole Disney boot camp um, conditioning that I believe that. Um, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher went under for this movie. I think uh, Carrie more than probably. No, actually, Luke. Yeah, he lost the most. Mark Hamill uh, more than. And I think that just benefited him in the long run because, you know, the fact that you could see how, how good he looked during The Flash season two when he replies his role as a trickster. <laughs> who's probably the only old school Flash character to make it on both series. Hmm. So. The fact that, uh, but yeah, she was there, and it was really weird to see the interactions between Han and her and the character. And they play it well as like a strange, um, 
uh, what do you call it, estranged lovers or somebody in a relationship who are no longer whatever. It's probably about as cordial as I am with Lee. So I, I can tell it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to have a thing. Now we don't, but we're kind of friendly now. <laughs> oh, machine. Oh. Machine, machine says – Machine, Machine says, "Oh, I can I can hear myself on the other end of somebody. Yeah, they didn't need to lose the weight. They need to lose the years. Oh, poor. She needs to she need to take back some of that cocaine use. Uh, so, what did you yeah. think about Princess Leia and uh, Han Solo's relationship and Princess Leia coming back in this movie? I, I mean, I think it was like that. You know, awkward. They kind of had to put this in there to make the connection and have everybody kind of." you know, fulfilled in that, but it, it was a little awkward and it know. was, it was tacked on it. I, just to say there's something that came out. I might do a separate video on this things that were cut from star Wars. It was supposed to be more with Leia initially. We, it seemed like we only checked in with her for a little while. Perhaps we're going to get more of her in the next movie. Perhaps she'll be dead in the next movie uh, from cocaine overdose. Who knows what's going to happen with Carrie Fisher. Now, now Matt, what, what were your opinions on Leia in this movie? Uh, nothing worth talking about. It was fine. She it's, she seemed kind of rigid, and it was, I, I don't know, it was awkward. But it's weird seeing her old, more so probably than, uh, more so than seeing Han Solo getting old, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird that she's like, well, no, she was always in charge, I guess. I didn't get how the whole, why there was a resistance, or is that what they're called now? Yeah, resistance. Well, let's spell that out a little bit. Good, good point. Yeah, sorry. Now, there's a that. republic. There is the First Order, which is the the bad guys, so to speak. And then we have the resistance, which seems to be a force that's that's occurred because the republic's not really doing anything. They're just kind of just sitting there with their fingers up their butt, being ruled by a Gungan that's the head of the head of Misa, head of the council now. <laughs> nothing hap nothing is going to happen. Head of the Republic. What if it was Jar Jar Binks? Yep. You and I were saying before, John, that this is all in the memory of Jar Jar Binks. Oh, so so ultimately I think that the the this rebellion or this resistance force has been, has risen to fight the First Order when no one else would. And who's the Sith that started the First Order? We know it's that Snokes guy, but where... S Okay. I heard some theory that he's a guy from a long time that ago. That he is actually, yes. Emperor. I was going to do a video about this, but yeah, he, that there is a rumor or the speculation is that, is that uh, Gollum, as, as Joe called him, in, in the, that. <laughs> Joe was so angry. I loved it. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe wouldn't even call officially all in. He just had to like call and hung up the phone because he's so pissed off at this movie. Ultimately, he, people say that he could have been Dark Sidious's teacher that he is Darth Plagueis that actually wasn't killed by that actually went into hiding when the emperor took over for him and was waiting for Palpatine to come down. Oh, we have a telephone call. Here we go. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Carmine from Red Team Review. Welcome to the show, Carmine. How you doing, buddy? A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um what do you have to say about the theory that um Ray's father is Obi-Wan instead of Luke? Because I think Luke is way too much of, uh, of an obvious choice. It has to be Obi-Wan, which would let which would, Ray would be around 30 to 34 years old. What are your thoughts on that? Thank you so much for the call, Carmine. I appreciate it. I think that would be an interesting twist. I would really... 
I, it would really piss me off if they do the obvious thing and make her Luke's kid because it just seems like it is too obvious. And I think the other thing about the Han, everything that people are bringing up about with the Han and Leia, that that doesn't make sense either because of the lack of the memory. I, I was saying the foundation that I would like it to be that she's no, not connected to anybody, just some random person that's been awakened with power of the force. But something like that, where she has some connection with Solo, I mean, with uh, with the Kenobi family line, would would make a lot of sense with how powerful she was and how she can match up. Because who could defeat Anakin at the height of his crazy Darth Vader powers? It was Obi-Wan that could take him down. He just didn't finish the fucking job and should have stabbed that fucking burning corpse through the side of the head and stopped this whole fucking thing from happening. But whatever. So I actually really do like that theory that she could be connected somehow to, to the Kenobi family line. I don't know if she's 34 years old though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. She 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 holds. She doesn't look 34. Well. But Adam Driver, it's it, it's already been uh, it's already canon that Adam Driver's character uh, Kylo Ren is 30. Pablo Hidalgo, who is like the guy that categorizes the canon for Star Wars, already said that Kylo Ren is 30. So. Very interesting. But I that would have made him uh, if it was 12 years back. Then he was 30. He would have been 18 when he turned over to the dark side and then that would explain how ray was a small child and then the age difference do you, i also want to throw out the belief as we mentioned earlier that that i think we could that they went all lannister and it's luke and leia had the little something on the no, side jar jar it's jar jar and a gungar <laughs> <laughs> but no carmine i actually really do like that theory if she's somehow connected to some other jedi lineage that we that we have not in the same circle. I would just, as much as, I just think I would hate it if she's just simply Luke's kid. I think that's just too fucking obvious. Could it be that she, that I also heard the rumor put out similar in that same rumor that that Obi-Wan had a daughter and it's Luke and her kid possibly. So it's, so it actually has both, both things possibly could be true. I heard that speculated before as well. <coughs> but who knows? Who fucking knows? Happy New Year, Carmine. Happy New Year, too, man. Th thank you for taking my call, brother. Take it easy. Baba Booey, man. Baba fucking Booey. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Hey, man, Cal. Love your show. Yeah, we awesome, dude. Thank you so much for calling in, Carmine. We really do appreciate that. And, yeah, who's that asshole on the phone? Who is that asshole? Throw it. Get him off the fucking air. Somebody know my carbine. Oh gosh. Adam Driver, I can see I can unsee Adam on girls and how sexually <laughs> fucked up he is. Stop that red team review. Oh my goodness. That's uh, a hurtful word. <laughs> At my show. Okay, so anyways. So so okay, so let's get to Matt. You so you had a big problem with the whole Maz Kanata section of the of the story. The fact that Han Solo brings Ray to that to the Cantina bar in that particular situation. And all Yo, it makes total sense if Han Solo knew who she was when he picked her up, when he picked Ray up, and he was purposely taking her there so that she would find the lightsaber. But if that's the case, why did he let her almost die on the on but I, that, the, but the, and that's where I connect you to the beginning to our former discussion that he didn't just let her die he left her in the same type of situation that uh, okay. that Obi Wan left. If that her. all happens to be the case, yeah, okay. So so Matt, what were probably any other of your least favorite things in this movie? Things you did not enjoy. And as we talk about that, I'm going to talk about a couple other things I really liked. I re and, and Matt and I will talk about this as Stephanie goes and makes sure that 
our cats aren't destroying the house. I was like, I really, really did like, I like how Chewbacca was used in this movie, and I love the relationship between Chewbacca and Maz Kanata and how that doesn't actually happen, but we see, I love that Wookiee. <laughs> Give me some of that Wookiee. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other weird thing about Rey, the fact that she speaks Wookiee when no one speaks Wookiee. That's really weird. So there is. She also can speak to the droid. She understands the droid language as well that, that uh, Finn does not understand. Right, and then there's the other, so there's, I, I read some theory that, Chewbacca is in on the whole thing and knows exactly who Rey is and knows about this entire thing. And maybe even Han, he knows something to kept from Han about who Rey is. Because at the end, he's just willing to let her come be a pilot with him. So. Yeah. Okay, let's let's get to a couple. I'm going to have to wait till the next movie comes out to really, like, it's going to define how much I truly hate this first movie. When all okay, man, like, I want to get into this. Did you hate the prequel movies? Yeah. So you... Do, and I personally, I I really hated the second prequel movie. I don't hate the first one and the third one as much as, as much as a lot of people do. I, the second was my least favorite. Second as was well. my least favorite one as well, except for Yoda fighting, which was just that was like cool. But besides that, and so do you 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 consider this movie the same as those? You 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 put no. it in that same category? No, you think it's better than this, but not as good as the other ones. I think that, as Joe said. If this was the fourth movie that was ever made in Star Wars, people would be up in arms about how bad the movie uh, is. I, I completely disagree with that. I think yep. that I think that's silly. I think I think ultimately, I think that is insulting people's ability to judge things. The, the only thing I'm going to say that some people have argued, and I want to put this out there, uh, someone one of our one of our listeners has said this. I think it's I believe it was Heat that said it. Ultimately, that. And this is a bigger question, I guess, for everybody to address. What were your initial feelings when you first saw The Phantom Menace? Did you hate The Phantom Menace when you first saw it, or did you love it when you first saw it? And is this movie going to have a similar reaction where five years from now people have a different opinion on this movie than they do now? This is what I'll say. When The Phantom Menace, for me, when The Phantom Menace came out, I was looking for reasons to say why I liked it. Now, it seems to me the people that have big problems with this movie are looking for reasons to hate it, not looking for reasons... They're looking for reasons to say, oh, no, no, no. People keep telling me this is awesome. No, this is wrong. This is wrong. Just sit down and have fun. It reminds me of what Paul McCartney once said in the Beatles anthology when someone was complaining about the White Album. Oh, there's just too many songs. It's not organized. And Paul McCartney says, I turned to that report and said, shut the fuck up. It's the goddamn Beatles White Album. Fuck you. It's because I think this is a fun ride of a movie. I don't think any Star Wars movie ever is the best movie of the year, and it's never going to be. And I think this was a fun ride. Did you have fun watching this, Matt? Not the whole time. Towards the end, I wasn't having fun. Towards the end, you weren't having a fun, fun when they When they went, come on, a, a third Death Star, really? They're going to attack at the Okay, same. that's stupid. I get I get the it. But, but did you? Star Killer. Star Killer. Yeah, it's different. It's different, but then right, you go it's way stupider. It makes a lot less sense. You're right. <laughs> it was terraformed, and you had to go. You know, I'm not going to get it started. Again. Yeah. Okay. Ultimately, I I guess I just have to think that ultimately through Star Wars, whatever it's the video games. If we go to Knights of the Old Republic, quick spoiler alert for Knights of the Old Republic: one, two, three. Planets get blown up. Shit happens. It's it's one of those things that's sort of a go-to in the big thing in Star Wars. A a planet system's gonna fire. 
I do agree with you, Matt, that initially it wasn't going to be another Death Star, I guess, in some of the initial thoughts and ideas for the movie. It was going to initially be some huge base of some kind that they had to do a ground assault for and fly and pass shields and then do another ground assault. But then people would say, oh, basically, that's just that's just like what they had to do at the end of Return of the Jedi. Same thing. Okay, I get what you're saying, Matt, and I get where you're complaining about the end of the movie. I do want to get to some of the other gripes people Can have. I tell you another one? My, my biggest problem is this. People were talking about this like it was the greatest fucking movie that had ever been made. It is. It... It isn't that, John. I, I want to jump into what a couple of people in the chat have to say. Uh, Basquat says, I think one of the once things settles down and people start to think about it, they're going to begin to hate this film, kind of like The Dark Knight Rises. Red, yes. Red Team says, let's be honest, J.J. played it safe, way too safe. All he did was take elements from the original trilogies and combine it into one movie. It was fun, but he played it too safe. Yes. I agree with that, but it was fun. I, I want to say the key point of what I agree, I agree with what Carmine said there, but I also agree... But it was fun. If you mix all of those elements together and you he needed to do this, Matt. And let's get down to this. He needed to fucking do this because a generation of people thinks the fucking prequels is all Star Wars no, is. They don't. He needed no, to one, no, one, no one thinks that people that's do Star think Wars. that. I talked a conversation with a 22 year old. I, when like, you talk to some people, I they, talk to my students all the time about it. And this is in friggin' Lynn where most of the kids haven't even heard of any of it. But the ones that have have seen four, five, and six. In fairness, Matt, Matt does talk to high school kids. So, so in fairness, I, he does. My have, nephews are four and five years old. They've seen the first movies. They haven't even seen the prequels. Most parents don't even show young kids the prequels because they're so bad. <laughs> they say, Here's four and five and six. Let, here's some Ewoks. Let's go see the new movie. They don't even show them the old ones. But I, I mean, the, but I feel like ones. I feel like the franchise was at a really low point that we needed to be, or for a lot of people, they JJ by playing it safe felt like he needed to remind people in this movie what's awesome about Star Wars. Do you really think people went to go see this movie that have never seen four, five, and six? Before? Yes. I, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I know people that. No. I, I, know I know for a fact. I know for a fact there are people. I know one of my little cousins will not watch those old looking movies. I've turned them off every time. Yes. But they yeah. love. Okay, well, then I will tell you this: if you see this movie. Without that backstory, it makes no fucking sense because you have no <laughs> idea what the force is. You have no idea who Han Solo is. That makes is. it awesome. You have no because idea who Princess Leia is. Like you have no idea who the mask okay, is that talking go. to. John, go. John, go. If you have some... They don't fucking care because they could care. Those are the old people. All they care about is Ray, Finn, and Kylo Ren. But none of it makes All sense. Team. No one has any idea that there's two Sith Lords. No one has any idea what the fuck a Jedi is. No one knows what a Jedi is if you've never seen the old movies. And I get mad that How to Basic makes more money on YouTube than I am. And he has a video called How to Open Up an Umbrella. And it's <laughs> an umbrella and opening it up. It boggles my mind why he's making money on that video, but he does. Why? Because people <laughs> love watching it and they don't care. They don't care. All I'm saying, Matt, is... I think the movie did. I see. I agree with what you're saying ultimately, but I don't agree that if we just watch this movie after seeing everything else that we 
without everything else included, we'd think it was a bad movie. I think it's a fun, well put together little action sci-fi movie. I don't right, think it's no, a- it makes so much sense how the first uh, the but name, resistance. But name me, it. okay, it makes so much sense that Darth Vader would do that horrible shit to his daughter on the Death Star when he could sense easily that it was his daughter. Do we have to start picking apart the other movies too? Star Wars isn't something you can't pick apart. Star Wars is something you can easily, hence seeing Spaceballs. Space such high hopes. So wait, wait, wait. Let's get to it here, guys. We're, you're getting to it. It's your high hopes. You screwed this up for yourself. It's not no, on the everyone movie. Everyone else who talked about it, I had so much. Fuck that. Was, that you, so you're bl- again, you're blaming. You're, people who I really trusted told me the movie was oh, amazing. So, so because people you trusted failed you, you're blaming the movie. Fuck that. During episode one, where we have an opposite reaction to this because people liken it episode one to uh, going into the movie theater and just seeing a pile of nerds naked on the ground and just George Lucas with a Greedo mask. <laughs> fucking everyone. John, I want, I just want to jump in with red team said, wait, how does it have 1 million views? That's over $2,000 of revenue. That video that you just talked about. I just saw it. It makes me want to kill myself. See? Well, you See? just add it to the one million views. There yeah, Carmine, one million, one million in <laughs> one. one. <laughs> you just, you just, you just helped him out, Carmine. John, you just, you just helped him out, John, by sharing that video because people are checking that out now. Exactly See what you're why doing. A million views. See what you're doing. We want some of that umbrella. Go check him out. Yeah, fucking umbrella guy. Yeah, check out the umbrella guy. Open up an umbrella today. <laughs> fucking asshole, John. I spent Last... hours making videos and then See? this guy does that. He oh makes my moments. god. Not bitter. And uh, Red says, Ugh, anyways, episode seven gave me newfound respect for the prequels. At least George tried but failed to go a new route. Hopefully episode eight will have a new original idea. I have heard this sent out before. Corey Coleman actually said the same thing in his review that that looking back now seeing this movie, it makes them appreciate what George was going for in the prequel movies. How do you feel about that, Matt? Uh, Fine. He just... he. George Lucas, I think, was... Maybe Could, I get something different out of Star Wars than other people do. Maybe that's my fucking problem. No, 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 no. I, I no. I hear what you're saying. You're not. I I don't mean to be arguing. I'm half arguing devil's advocate. No, no, no. I, I what I did like that he did is he really did flesh out so much of the backstory to it, and I thought that was great. Okay. Some I really could did. say. Some could do say. We need to watch the fucking pod race. No, we don't. It's a waste of time. It was the writing oh, atrocious you, and the whole the whole dynamic between. You love Patrick that. You love that video game, games. Matt. Come on. We had so much fun with that N64 game. Here, here's a uh, million dollar question, Matt. If George Lucas did episode seven, what would you feel about that? How would oh, you I have no idea. And because he, I didn't like the prequels. I really didn't. They threw out all of his, all of his notes for the movie. He like I know his, they did. He, Originally, he was gonna help write it, and then they told him to essentially go yeah. fuck himself. Fuck off. Yeah. Go I, I think the better, que- I think the better question is with the basic concepts for the original prequel movies that George Lucas had, not writing the direct scripts, but if he had actually hired a good script writer to work with him to punch up to good material and had had Spielberg even direct those movies instead of himself. What, would, one, two, and three? Yeah, one, two, and three. Would one, two, or three possibly could have been better movies if Lucas wasn't directing? Because Natalie Portman is a good actress. It could have been bad casting if they had cast oh someone God. else How for Anakin. How bad was Samuel L. Jackson in that movie? It was so weird. <laughs> Everyone was it's bad Sam in that Jackson. movie. Everyone, Everyone but Ian McGregor was bad in those movies. Everyone except for him, right? Exactly. Except for except for Obi-Wan. I, I legitimately liked Obi-Wan in two and three. <laughs> right, I can't see someone being a better Obi-Wan than him. Yeah. George's idea for seven would have been Luke falls to the dark side. I believe that was confirmed. 
Interesting. Interesting stuff here. Okay. The, the novels. That's what they had the novels for, too. So. so, okay, let's get into a little bit of speculation on what people thought about Snoke. I think Snoke... Okay. I think it will be very interesting, and a lot of people think that he might be Dark Plagueis. A lot of it has to do with the music choice. It's similar music that's used in the scene when he is talking uh, to a scene when Dark Sidious is telling Anakin about the story of him. A lot of people that are having a problem with the movies, Joe specifically in his uh, coded message from earlier, having a big problem with Snoke being an emperor clone and we were seeing him in a big a lot a lot of big projection of him very vague information about him i kind of i think i'm in the minority that i actually liked snoke he wasn't one of the problems i had with the movie i'm curious stephanie what did you think about snoke i don't feel that i really formed an opinion other than yeah there wasn't why is there this guy who is i hated him you john hated him uh john why did you hate him uh, well, I hate Andy Serkis to begin with. Oh, whoa, whoa, Andy Serkis shit. I've listened to Troy Baker a million times over, and I do not like Troy Baker whatsoever. But I think that, I don't know, it's just, oh, it's that guy again. Oh, it's that guy again. But the thing is, I think it's just stupid that the whole Snokes thing. I like your theory, Phil, on how he's Dark Plagueis. And also, you can see, but it's kind of in the shadows. But half of it, the, the lower side of his jaw looks like a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. So he probably got that during uh, Luke. Probably gave that to him, or Palpatine gave that to him. If depending on the concept of who you think yeah. he could possibly be, and uh, and uh, John, I, I hate to argue with here. I I appreciate I appreciate the love for your the love for your hate of Andy Circus because it's not common, and I and I don't often hear someone say fuck Andy Circus, but I fucking love Andy Circus. Where the fuck are you coming from with that Andy Circus hate? He plays yeah, a he plays a gorilla better than anyone. If there's ever a gorilla garage movie, I want Andy Circus to play the fucking gorilla, dude. He's fucking amazing. I love Gaul. I I just I like him in all of his performances. He's a glorified voice actor, just like Troy Baker. Oh, you can do a monkey. Oh, you can do Golem. Oh, you can oh. Sir, so your argument is anyone with those motion capture stuff is going to do it awesome. It's not. The only time I've actually seen him act was in Ultron, Age of Ult Age of Ultron. All the other times he was good in that movie. All the other times he's just a glorified voice actor. <laughs> uh, Basquat says Luke falls to the dark side. I'm pretty sure I see that working. I can understand why they dropped that idea. Uh, Red Red says I believe Luke probably did that to Snoke, which is why Snoke used Ben Solo to destroy Luke's academy. He needs someone from within the Jedi's to uh, someone from within to destroy the Jedi's. And it also is interesting to note that. Han and Leia know Snoke by name. They refer to him. Uh, Matt, well, I'm curious about what your opinions on Snoke are. Yeah, not really enough to form an opinion. I don't think. Not, not, so you're holding out. Do we think he is the, the superficial question of the day, and that will go around here. Do we think he is really small or really, no, obviously not the size of the projection, but what do we think when we actually get to see him, what will his diet... Uh, Will, what will his will, will he be very small like a Yoda type creature? I, I'm guessing he's tall and thin and from what I've heard like seven feet tall and thin. Anyone have any opinions on that besides me? He kind of no. looked like that uh, the, the woman I can't I always forget her name Max Maz. Yeah she's a big mass Yoda Yoda or Maskatan. <laughs> That's why he's so big. He's probably got a uh, Napoleon complex. Yeah, a little bit of a wizard. huge ego problem. Yeah, Wizard of the Oz thing going on with that. Stephanie's like, I don't care. Fuck that. I don't even think about that shit. Geek. Everyone had a basic. <laughs> you fucking geek. 
That's what she's thinking to I me. I didn't say that. What are you, a nerd? Yeah, well, you like fucking... He's tall and thin, but he projects himself as being big and fat. Brooke Arnold says, I hear he's seven feet tall, tall and thin. Okay, good. So uh, I want to say I read that somewhere. I could be... That, that's sort of interjected into my mind somewhere. Okay, so... We talked about pretty much almost everything. Let's okay. Let's get a couple of speculations that we kind of hinted around this earlier. But I'm curious what each one of you think. Who is ultimately? Who do you think Ray is? We kind of already talked about this directly, but I'm just curious what everyone's opinion is. Stephanie, who do you do you think Ray is? Luke's daughter. I I keep flip flopping on what I really think, but now I like the the Obi Wan Kenobi. You like you like Car- Carmine's Obi Wan yeah, yeah. Obi Wan plan. Okay, J- John, do you have any opinion on that either way on uh, on Ray's lineage? Yeah. Originally thought it was going to be uh, Luke's daughter, but I really like your um, your theory that she is uh, <laughs> she's the daughter of uh, Han Solo because <laughs> the fact that she knows how to speak Wookie, how to speak Droid. And she knows how to drive the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> but she doesn't remember how to how why and how she was trained in that unless she grew up with that and forgot it. And John, you're right. My microphone is Andy Serkis. <laughs> and Matt, do you have any opinion on? Oh, so Matt, so you didn't have any fun, Matt. I feel bad for you, dude. I said I did. I enjoyed the entire movie. Okay, you enjoy the you enjoy time. the entire movie, but you're still bummed out because you expected it to be something new and different. I think what Carmine said and what a couple of other people are saying: the real test comes in Episode Eight. Will you be more forgiving or less forgiving of this movie if Episode Eight is a completely different, new Star if Wars? Episode Eight fills in all of these things that I'm not wrapping my head around, and that's fine. And I'll take it for that. But I will say this: what they have done perfectly. And this is the, the the biggest thing about Disney owning this franchise now is they have hyped the living shit out of this to the point where everyone couldn't get enough of it before it happened. And now that it's happened, it's caused this level of people just talking about it afterwards. They, those holes were – this is just part of the fucking Disney machine to make this so that people get so amped up for the next move when it comes out. Of course I'm going to be amped up for episode eight. You are too. Everyone's going to be because yes. of this. And, that, and that's part of it too. And I actually – People like to complain about that. I like the most money behind Star Wars right now. It does. I don't think that they've done a bad job with Marvel. I think the worst you can say about the Marvel thing is that it's too oiled of a machine and they just keep coming. So you could get saturated. Yeah. Is it? Is it going to get boring or frustrating or less special when there's a new Star Wars movie yes. every two years nope. from, yes. from now nope. until the beginning of end of time? And John says no. Yes. Nope. Matt says yes. I. See, I think for a long time, if they keep being good, no. If they, but if they do these off years where we have one year new saga movie and then we get the Han Solo backstory movie, it's when we get into all of that. If all that stuff sucks. Yeah, so what about when they do the reboot? Is that going to upset you? What, what, that's what this was. No, 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 no. When they go back and redo episode four, the story of be Luke. Dead. Someone else's I'll be play. dead. I don't care. We're, yeah, we're going to be long dead. Fuck, fuck, fuck our children. Yeah, okay. fuck our kids. Our kids our kids can deal with that we bullshit. We don't have kids. I don't have kids. Phil, you don't have kids. My dog my dog can deal with it. My dog's Yeah, that's descended. fine. They'll be dead too. So unfortunately, like, they fuck won't be around else. else. I don't like you. I'm part of the dark, dark and side. let's fuck get... Off. Let's get to uh, one thing. Uh, someone in the chat mentioned uh, Captain Phasma, uh, Brienne of Tarth. We did have six, six, I believe it was, Game of Thrones actors on uh, in the movie. We had Blood Raven, obviously, at the beginning, Brienne of Tarth. We also had... We had Jojen Reed was in one section. We had Nymeria Sand telling someone she has a dirty pussy or, or in uh, flying around in a plane. There was a whole bunch of Game of Thrones actors and a couple of other ones that popped up that I'm blank that I'm blanking on right now. 
A lot of fun cameos, as we mentioned as well. Okay, so I want to get to one of the characters, the one that I hated the most. And I haven't had a chance to talk about him yet because he just hasn't come up organically. It's the one, it's fucking, what's his fucking name? The one that was playing the Grand Moff Tarkin role, uh, the Peter Cushing role, whatever the hell that guy's name was. His name, yeah, he's the ginger, right? Yeah, I fuck, I'm blanking on his name right now. Someone in the chat. Uh, it's, um, it's, uh, I'm sorry. It's Hux, is it Hux maybe? Hux, yeah. yeah it's, it's I fucking hated that actor. Oh my god! Uh, you get to the dark side! No! Like everything is just over. That's on a dumb Hulk Gleason. He it's, just, uh, he's so. Gleason, he was so horrible. Such a fucking awful piece it's of awful. shit. Every, everybody else seemed to work with me in the, sh in the story. No one else bothered me. His acting was just grating to me. He went up and did the whole Nazi thing, too. That didn't bother me, necessarily, when everyone was hiling him. It's it just laughable. I was sitting in the theater laughing at that scene. Just It was humorous to me. I just fucking didn't like him. I think he did a pretty good job of being that, that shitty um, British uh, empire actor that everyone... He'll re he's definitely... He made a memorable performance because if he was just, eh, so-so... That no one would be, we wouldn't be talking about. Him. I know, I hear, you, I hear you, John. You're supposed to hate him, like he, you're supposed. No, but I guess I just didn't him. believe. I thought he was a little over the top. Whereas I, and I, I guess that's my own fault. Where I just loved Peter Cushing's performance as that role, and I felt like him and Vader had a good balance back and forth. I felt like some of the weakest moments of the thing were the scenes between him and Kylo Ren and their dialogue back and forth. I found it just a little bit, a little bit hollow. I, again, well, it's also weird because they're both young. You know what I mean, like. Like neither one of them's old enough to get. They're both going to be in the next movie. I know, and, and, everybody, and the ones that my kids aren't around to and see. I, and I know ultimately that I'm pro as I'm looking in the chat too. I'm probably in the minority here. Most people actually enjoyed his performance and stuff. I just thought maybe it was maybe I don't know. I, there was just something about him. Maybe I'm. That just, was the biggest problem with that shitty movie was him to you. Me, yep. He was the biggest problem with the movie to me. Every, yeah. He was the he was the part that bothered me the most. Somebody to bring up the the worst part of this movie. <laughs> What do you think the worst part of the movie was? I'll wait was? until the end. So I'll wait until no, the no, end. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're getting into that now. We're kind of okay. starting right. to wrap up. I, I can't believe no one, no one's brought up how long and dragged out that ending scene was. Oh, the Luke? Where that was horrible. That, in my opinion, that was the worst part of the movie because it could have been easy. She could have came up. Uh, he could have turned around and showed that it was Luke, really short shot, and then she goes out and and – pretty much extends her arm with his lightsaber and boom credits it could have been like that but no, this whole 360 like this <laughs> and right here and like here and it's just like okay we get it you could loop that around to just make that five hours and i wanted just... luke to just raise his hand and have the lightsaber fly to my mother not that nuts mom bitch but aiming your pants of that happened. Lady says, I actually liked Hux. I didn't think he was too terrible. And uh, and uh, Carmine says, really? I, I fucking loved him. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think that was more of a personal problem I have with the actor. I just don't like the like the actor. And, and maybe... I just feel like the counterbalance between him and Kylo Ren a couple of times wasn't wasn't as effective as it could be, but it's probably uh, probably on me in that situ situation. Someone wants to know who the uh, who the babe is. Wave, babe. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> That's Stephanie who is uh, who's sharing her thoughts now. Stephanie, what did you think of the uh, the the Nazi symbolism in there? Uh, I'm kind of in your camp on that. 
I, I thought that was kind of funny. My least favorite I, part of the the movie. We were laughing. It was in the theater during that part where he's where he's giving his speech. <laughs> but 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 I feel I feel he is going to get his comeuppance at the at the right point in time. I feel like unlike where Grand Moff Tarkin, who you respected him, this guy is just a little bitch. And I agree with you, John. And I agree with a couple people in the chat that said it too. He's effective in that role. He made me hate him. He made me hate him. Such bad Dude. acting that it turns around to be good acting. Yes. So bad it's good. <laughs> oh my god. You know god. what one of my favorite scenes was, and it was so contrived, but the, it was when at the end when Kylo Ren reached out for that lightsaber and she reached out for it too. And then the music swelled, the Luke's theme kicked in and she had the lightsaber and kicked his ass. Okay. And it's so lame that I love that as much as I did, but I totally Now do <laughs> do we how do we feel about that final scene, the scene with them all fighting with with ultimately with Finn grabbing the lightsaber and being able to fight Kylo Ren for a little bit and Kylo Yeah, bullshit. So yeah, whatever. I agree. I it's agree. reality. You don't think that it's a, any movie where you're like dun 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 like it's not gonna be perfect. The guy screwed up every they they both look like they couldn't fight and the fact that the one guy who wasn't trained at all whatsoever or wasn't like previously trained and, but like, you could argue yeah. you could argue this that that ultimately as we saw when finn fought the one with the vibra blade on out, out in the battlefield the one stormtrooper with the, that guy the vibra which i think is another cameo actor uh, i have a list somewhere but i'm not even going on any notes tonight so uh, so, but it's somewhere listed in there. There are a bunch of other cameos of stormtroopers and stuff. Maybe I'll do a separate video on that. But ultimately, we see that the stormtroopers train in the Viber Blade. So to think that a well-trained stormtrooper that's that basically is a master and been trained in every single weapon possible that could use a lightsaber against someone like Kylo Ren, who is hasn't even completed his Jedi training. Obviously, Kylo Ren will win in the end, but a well-trained in the art of combat could kind of hold his own for a little bit until force stuff just... Eased it out. Did anyone have a problem, Matt, with the fact of how Ray defeated Kylo Ren so easily at the end? No, the earthquake thing is what the most bullshit was out of the whole thing. Again, this, this, the whole her defeating him could totally be justified if it turns out she trained as a Jedi when she was a kid, right? And and she's half Skywalker. You know what I mean? Or or even half Kenobi or something. She had some lineage of half Yoda. Yoda. It's weird because it's weird when you think about the two biggest traits that she had, which is the the mind control part of it, which is a huge Kenobi thing. You know, that's like the Kenobi's go-to move, yeah. And, and being a great pilot, which is, oh, that's kind of a Skywalker slash solo thing. So I don't really know where she gets that from. But. So ultimately, let's say jump in the chat. Oh my God, yes, I just want. Oh, oh, interesting. Uh, the the ginger Nazi was in a Harry Potter movie. Yep. He was Bill. He was Bill Weasley. He seems like someone that should be in a Harry Potter movie. He was also in Frank, and he was also in Machina uh, X Machina. And Al Red Sox fan, Earthquake was mega bullshit. Yes, exactly. Earthquake was huge bullshit. Ultimately, okay. Well, could you explain a warp core, whatever explosion, when you know they blew up? I don't know. <laughs> craziness craziness so uh, is there i'm trying to think if there's anything else that we haven't really talked i really enjoyed the relationship that kylo ren had with darth vader's burned mask mm -hmm. i thought that was i thought that was actually really cool the way they did that and have him i thought they should have played that up more and had more scenes where he gets all norman bates with it a little bit i hope, I hope they do like that he tried it on for a second yeah 
<laughs> and, and we, <laughs> we see the flashback of him trying to get his mask lo- like Vader a little bit more or something like that. Yeah. I feel like we, we mentioned this before, but I do feel like he played... If you're if you're not uh, subscribed to emo Kylo Ren on Twitter, please do. It's fucking hilarious stuff. Yeah. But I feel like Adam Driver gave us a performance that Hayden Christensen couldn't give us of that whiny Anakinness, and I feel like he did a good job of depicting that. And and also I do feel like they cast well for the way he looks. He looks a lot like yeah. Hans Han Solo. Absolutely. Okay, this is one of the things I want to talk about that I, I forgot. I forgot about where compl- people were complaining about it being too much like the prequel movies. I mean, too much like the original trilogy. Okay, there's stuff I agree with you, Matt, like the end of the movie and all of that stuff. The stuff that bothers me and the stuff when people start going, well, the three planets that they went to in this movie were a snow planet, a desert planet, and a woodsy planet, a jungle planet. That's the same planets that we went to in the original trilogy movies. So it's a copy. Like that, I, that I think is reaching to say it's a copy when you say, oh, they're in a snow planet for a few minutes. This is a copy of Hoth. I, I just, I didn't think about Hoth when they were on that snow planet for no, a minute. No, I didn't either. I mean, you thought of Tatooine a little bit in the beginning. Of course you thought about Tatooine. I mean, that was the obvious one. But I feel like the other two, we're reaching to say, oh, they did this too. They did this too. No, you know what? People hated how weird the ones in the prequels felt because they didn't look like that because they weren't so barren. You know, that was a weird part of seeing the prequels. Remember there were cities with like like millions of people in them? It looked weird because Star Wars is – was a very kind of sparse universe when the first three movies originally. Yep. And also the blowing up of the death planet was a, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was very, very fun stuff. I I think, no, in the first movies, in the original movies, they had to have whole, whole like star fleets full of fucking ships coming out there to back up all of the X-wings that were going in. It was a huge operation. Someone had said, well, we got two minutes. We better shoot this fucking thing up. Let's send six, you know, six X-Wings up and hope, and like hope for the best. And that's what they all did. They they had. That's all they had left. Yeah, that's all they had. That's all they could do. Good point, John. They had the fat guy from Heroes. As yeah, well. yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> they, they had, uh, what's his Matt, Par- Matt Parkman. Matt Parkman. Who's they in base? Boy from Return of the Jedi, the, you know, the fish guy who was with Lando. There was also a, a, like a Beastie Boys reference somewhere in the movie in one of their. Yeah, one of the ca- I don't think you ever saw like, it, but yeah. It's like a, someone's named Hello Nasty or something like that. Yeah, it was oh, Elo Asty. They took the H and the N off. Yeah. So, okay. So let's go around. I have, I have a bunch of fun facts and stuff that I'll get to a couple of them before we go. I have way too many. As, as I'm scrolling through this, I have 22 pages of, of fun facts. So I think I'm going to do like fun fact videos, but I want to get into a couple of the uh, talk a little bit about some of our cameos that we haven't mentioned. As we said, Frank Oz's voice is in there, recorded with Ian McGregor's line. And also they had the actor that does the uh, the voice actor that does the voice of Obi-Wan from the animated series too but when they could figure out a way of getting Alec Guinness's voice in they cut his lines. We also have Daniel Craig who is in there uh as we mentioned with the the uh the Jedi mind trick. Frank Oz, Alec Guinness, Ian McGregor, we mentioned those guys before, Greg Gun- Gun- Grunberg from Heroes. We also talked about Ken Ken Lang or Luang, or I believe is his name. Uh, Miles from the Dharma. Miles also from Lost. We also have uh, just a bunch of other random folks. And J.J. Uh, Abrams' mother is in the movie, I believe, or father's <laughs> in the movie. Bill. Oh, this is the one I was looking for. Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz did the voices of BB-8. 
that's that's very 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 cool i I got one thing that was brought up on another podcast which was awesome uh kevin smith uh he has spent his entire life uh quoting star wars Uh, say what you will about his directing and his movies but the fact that the guy is a true star wars fan and for and the fact that he talked about in his um, he's more of a fan than matt that's for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood Babylon is a uh, thing that he does. Well, blah, blah, blah. It's a podcast. He said that he cried when he saw the movie because he said, I've been quoting Star Wars my entire life. And in this movie, they quoted me because inside clerks with the whole Empire Strikes Back rebuilding of the Death Star, they had this conversation as far as they obviously had to have contractors on the Death Star because only uh, strong troops <laughs> only know how to look good and white and kill people. So he goes, so you had to have what construction people, sanitation. Yep. Yeah, from the, the awesome line from awesome line from Clerks. Basquad says I personally would have gone with Scarlett Johansson as a good luck charm, but if Craig Grunberg is his thing, to each his own. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. And uh, I also wanted to mention that Serial Pharrell is in this movie somewhere. I didn't personally see him, but apparently he was in the movie at some point. We also have, uh, holy shit, just so much, so much people. Kevin Smith, here it is. Uh, Kevin Smith, he revealed to, he got to board Hansel's uh, ship before the movie came out. And yeah, so many fucking fun facts that we're going to do. I also, a couple other little things that I really liked. I loved Hansel using Chewie's gun, using the bowcaster. <laughs> that was a really fun moment. And and. And just having so much joy. So I'm going to go around and let anybody and let everybody give their sort of final thoughts on. And then I'm going to hit the chat room to see what the motherfucking chat has to say. Any final thoughts you guys want to share? I'd like to take this time, obviously, to thank all of you guys for joining us. It's a little different than the normal podcast where we do. I'm just kind of going around. I didn't want to. I want to make sure everyone had a chance to talk. And we 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 went around in circles and did all that instead of having everyone go. We had a couple of times where we got to attack Matt for his uh, hatred of the movie. But where the hell is Joe? Oh, I needed him here. <laughs> but let's go around. Let's start with Stephanie. Stephanie, any final thoughts or anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to mention about Star Wars, The Force Awakens? I mean, lots of things to mention, but just in general, really, really enjoyed the movie and looking forward to episode eight. Nice. Al Red Sox fans, Phil, do another video with Lotus the dog. I loved it. Of course. Matt's uh, Lotus. Lotus the dog. Matt's good friends with uh, Lotus the dog. Mr. Brohawk Riley from Brohawk Riley here on YouTube. Why why don't you give us your final thoughts and anything else you want to bring up that we Uh, haven't brought up? My most, the most important thing that I want to stress in this spoiler thing is how fucking awesome the special effects were and how much of an improvement. I cannot go back and watch old movies because their visual effects are God fucking awful. And the fact that they were able to use practical special effects or practical effects as far as sets and also CGI tasteful stuff. But the fact that anywhere from the laser blasts from and actually being able to see the electronic stash to the force where it actually looks, you could see vibration and people being pulled back and uh like vibrating to uh, and also the fact that the stormtroopers debunked the myth that they can't hit anything for shit and they actually were killed people mm-hmm. and when they got hit they flew back like rag dolls pretty much involving some sort of physics inside the movie which was probably as good as the actor inside the movie itself so excellent matt 
your final I, thoughts on this movie and anything else. Feel free to bring up any other gripes that we no, might have. No, just one thing I actually think was good that I didn't mention. I think they did a good job of making the lightsaber fighting scenes look the first one you know how the in the original movies it was that slow samurai mm -hmm. way that they fought then you had that ridiculous general grievous shit where he's twirling eight of them around it looked ridiculous how how they fought like that i had like you know in the past somewhere. imagine fought, imagine hit jennifer faster. imagine jennifer 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 grievous's symbion attachments he can satisfy so many women so many times yeah. <laughs> to Je Jennifer Grievous, Jennifer Grievous, as everybody knows, General Grievous. Sorry. The wacky comedy, <laughs> the wacky comedy of Jen Jennifer Grievous. Sorry, Matt, continue. Sorry, buddy. So I think they did a good job in this, where the it looked it was a little bit faster than it was in the original movies, uh, but it wasn't as ridiculous as it was in the prequels. Okay. I thought they did the the lightsaber scenes, uh, and and okay, my final thought. Thank you, Matt. Uh, anything anything else? Any other gripes of yours that we didn't oh, get to? The list is a mile long. You can you know this Google plot holes in this movie, and you'll find thousands of them. I hope I hope that the next movies that come out fill in those holes. Then the only and, real problem with the first movie is going to be the fact that it was a carbon copy of the old movies. But I'm hoping uh, to fill in don't want the how all these other things came to be. Now, you know Matrix slash Star Wars remake, J.J. Abrams curse. Now, now, Matt, I'm pretty sure that you're going to you're going to ultimately you're not in the minority here. And if you look at the comments of this video and you look at the comments of the spoiler cast, I did, there is a lot of people that do agree with your thought of this movie and aren't as excited about this movie as a lot of other people are. Um, and I think it's it's interesting that this that the emotion that this movie has elicited in people. It's because of the love of Star Wars. And I think if we can all disagree on a lot of stuff, we can all agree about one thing, or at least I hope you can agree on this, Matt, as well, that what this movie did was, again, I feel like made Star Wars a little bit more relevant to me, a little bit more interesting again. It made it... It made it fun for me, and it made it fun for me to discuss it. Whereas towards the end of the prequels, it was like, I remember going to see that third movie and being like, yep, I got to go see It was like marching, like the walk of death. Like, I have yeah. to go see this. I came out of this theater legitimately excited, and that's not something I often do about anything. Stephanie likes to mention that a lot. We do really fun stuff. I'm like, yeah, that was great. I came out of this movie seriously, like, pretty hyped about this and really pumped for what I watched. It was able, through the trickery and through, as Carmine mentioned earlier and very, very truthfully, that the safeness that J.J. did at times, it was like coding some bad medicine for me. Not that the movie was all bad in my mind. I think it was... It wasn't special. It wasn't overtly special. It was. It is what it was. It was a very safe Star Wars story. But I think I feel like because of the bad fanfare and because of a lot of the the place where we were at a point where it was like we had three good. I mean, you can say what you want about the prequels, but ultimately three good Star Wars movies that are general. And people can say what they want about Jedi, but generally treated positively, and then three that were treated very negatively. And this was the big deciding one. This was the vote that needed to go to either side to see who is the president of the Water Buffalo Association if Fred, Fred Flintstone can beat Barney Rubble in the final competition here and become the guy in charge in the Grand Poobah. The, and and it ultimately, I think it stepped into the positive category of showing us that Star Wars can be interesting and fun again. But I see where Matt's coming from, too. And I feel like I have to play this one more time for people that are just tuning in. So let's play a few seconds of Joe. To defend Matt's point. Although it was better than the last three movies, 
I think that's the only reason why people really like it as much as they do. They have a lot of explaining to do. What the fuck is Caillou Ren's motivation? I don't understand any of that fucking bullshit. And uh, what the fuck is with the Supreme? Okay, first of all, we're taking Joe point for point. I, your first point, I get you. But second point, let's get with you, Joe. What's Kylo Ren's motivation? Kylo Ren's motivation, I get is what his motivation is. His motivation is to crush. No, his motivation was because he was an uneasy child that was dealing with a lot of powers he couldn't quite handle. Luke, who probably shouldn't be training other Jedis, but he's the only option they have because he just doesn't have what it takes to handle all this situation, noticed that he had an angry kid that was right on the edge, and he got pushed over the edge by Snoke, who influenced him in a bad way and pushed him over the edge to do ultimately what Anakin did and kill all the youngling Jedis. Why is Anakin watched his mother be murdered in front of him. Okay. Murdered and raped. Murdered and raped. Murdered and raped in front. Fair enough. Anakin ultimately had more of a motivation. We don't know the motivation that led him to be. We don't know how big of a manipulator Snoke is. That was Joe's point. Okay, fair enough. Peter, I know the actor is Golem, but they have to make him look like a 50-foot tall Golem with... <laughs> Not such weird eyes. I couldn't decide whether or not it was Golem or the orc from the same movie, but I thought they kind of cheaped out on that. It was really awful, actually. <laughs> no, he goes from it's pretty good to right that point where he goes, wait, it's really awful, actually. <laughs> couldn't tell whether or not it was because my spot in the theater, third, fourth row, all the way okay, up. this is where Joe gets into that. He doesn't realize he's getting old and probably going blind. He's right. just such an old woman at this point. Uh, yeah, just, uh, when woman. I was in the IMAX, it wasn't clear. It was so blurry. I don't know if it was the fact that the crowd, there was a, a big crowd, so there was no, no room to sit or sit where I would normally sit. So everything kind of had a little blurriness to it, unless you were focused in on a specific spot because I was so close to the screen, you have to look back and forth. So okay, that seems to be more of a 3D problem than a, than a force problem. That seems to be more of a Joe problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I think, Joe's getting a little... Uh, I really enough. enjoy, like... The voice next to me, what's the loud. Yeah, yeah. Addicts of it all, either. So maybe that soured me a little bit on the movie. The writing was a lot better and everything else like that. But oh, ultimately, I, I, I really don't think it was that great of a movie. So it was an homage to the originals, but that's about it. Good. Thank you, Joe. Thank yeah, and so that's everyone there. And then we got Joe Dirty Locks and his final thoughts about the about the movie. So so Matt, this is Joe is Joe preaching the choir for you right there? Yeah, he was right on everything he said. And you know what? A part of it with this movie is it's the only thing that I was into when I was six years old that I'm still allowed to be into at this point in my life. And that's like a I realize that's probably a big deal, you know, like <laughs> What the hell else was I into when I was a little kid? Like I had the fucking, you know, the Ewok village and Jabba the Hutt and shit. What the hell was that else was I into that I can be into now? He-Man? Already whatever years later. John? John? He-Man? Care Bears? Yeah, He-Man and Care Bears. Herman? Peter. I can't as an adult be into that. I can't go into school and have – there's a picture of Darth Vader on my door that a kid drew and, and called it me. Like you can't go in and do that with fucking He-Man. <laughs> so so a couple, couple, couple of points in the chat. Did you all mention that Phasma was fucking weak? Yes, we did. Fucking weak. Al Red Sox fan says – So someone's like, who the fuck is even Phasma? Phil, Stephanie, John, Matt, thanks for the great review. Thank you, guys. Uh, Al says, I love the movie. Just want to see some new ideas. The Day Walker, Muriel says, worst part of star wars that 
shit star that, that shit Star Trek Beyond trailer. Amen to you, my friend. Joe kills us as usual. Luke isn't a good Jedi. Luke's my father, says Daniel. Luke wouldn't make a good shit buddy. Maybe Joe needs glasses, says Al Red Sox fan. <laughs> Daywalker says, terrible shit buddy. Joe was into Barbie, says Daniel. Oh my gosh. I love it when Joe's not here to defend himself. Everybody, let's I guess think this is a good a time as any to call it a night, everybody. Oh, yes. Happy New Year, everybody. I will be back either tomorrow afternoon or on Thursday to do my end of the year thing. I've got a little audio pit bit from John Brohawk Riley coming, and I have something from King Baby Duck of the Boston Bass Brigade as well. I'd like to thank you guys all for joining us for this spoiler discussion. I'm going to do a lot more Star Wars content. I'm also going to be doing a podcast with a couple of other people on some another channel that I'll keep you guys posted on that as well. I'd like to say a big, huge thank to... Thank you to Carmine from Red Team Review for calling in and for jumping in the chat. Huge thank to all of our friends, Sam, Daniel, The Daywalker, Al Rudsox fan, Jimmy. Happy New Year to all of you guys. Hope you have a very happy holiday. I'd like to say thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for joining me. It's always great to have you. John, where can people find you if they want to hear more of you? Hi, my name is John Riley, and you can find me at Brohawk Riley on Twitter or bit.ly slash bhr tv or if you have tough time remembering that yolo 420 badlands thank you those those are both bit.ly things and you can check that out and check out john's channel and see some recaps of into the badlands if you're into that show that i did with john on this season over there and see some classic issues program stuff from the old uh, salem state show and uh, i like to also say if you guys want to join our community here on Google, you can find the, the link to that in the description box below and share some of your thoughts with the week with some of the best people out there. Al Red Sox fans, Sam, uh, Lady, Ren, the wonderful, amazing Ren Renwood, all of our good friends. Matt, Big Daddy Matt, how are you doing? Matt's on vacation. Matt's got vacation look going on. He's usually in a suit. Not this, not this week. No, no, I'm unshaven and gross. And if you want to see more of Matt, you can check in every other Wednesday. It usually pans out to be. And uh, maybe might do a couple this coming week. Matt and I have to talk about it. But we do recaps of The Sopranos. So if anyone is watching The Sopranos or feels like doing a rewatch of The Sopranos, join us every week or every other week to talk Sopranos episodes. And uh, maybe eventually we're going to do some other shows too once we finally get through the Sopranos two or three years Dude, from Sopranos now. Sopranos at this rate here is going to take us like four to five years. Find <laughs> <laughs> your plan. Yeah, we'll eventually get there. So everybody, have a good night. And if I don't talk to you and don't see you, have a happy new year. You can follow me on Twitter at I Got Issues Man. Check me out at issuesprogram.com. If you haven't already, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. And please share this video and my channel with a friend and help us grow, continue to grow into the new year. So thank you, everybody that's joined in the fun tonight in the, in the chat room. You guys are really awesome. Thank you to the PD and to Matt's brother, if you happen to be checking this out, joining the discussion and either yelling and throwing shit at Matt and hopefully we hammered Matt or maybe they agree with you, Matt. I don't know how your friends and family feel about your opinions on Star Wars. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. We will talk to you guys next time. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.